It is evening, two days since your arrival back from the necropolis. There is a gathering at the manor. There are many, many goblins in attendance, all from throughout the city. There are 30 goblins and about a dozen half-orcs who have gathered together. They are underneath a canopy that stretched outside from the side of the manor to the wall that bounds the garden. And there's a lot of rain that's pouring down right now. It's sun setting right now, but there's tons of clouds, so you can just barely see some color in the sky. Also here, other friends of Puck have gathered in an evening burial ceremony. The rain's pouring hard, but everyone's staying dry. Inside, preparations are being made in the manor. There is uh, lots of amazing smelling food that's uh, being prepared. A huge party with no expense spared has been uh, prepared all day long. Outside, underneath this wide, huge tarp everyone is gathered around is Puck, placed in a, a garden area. He is laid down peacefully and wrapped up in a druid cloak with ceremonial druid wrappings around him. And he's also draped with uh, yellow and white flowers that he helped grow from this very garden. Rill is playing some quiet music on his lute while three goblins are standing above Puck and one of them uh, by the name of Strats, who you've met before, who helped get the goblin political action going with you. He continues his speech about Puck. And he was not just an, an, an amazing friend, but he was an amazing, amazing goblin, an amazing man. It is not exaggerating to say that he has saved all of us here. We goblins would not be within this city if it were not for him. We owe him our lives and our livelihoods, our family's lives. I've been told he died fighting bad people. And as a good goblin, I can think of no, no better way to go. He rubs some tears from his eyes. Another goblin next to him named Karm uh, gives him some comfort, putting a hand on his shoulder. And then a third goblin just leans over and says, I'm heek. Then the, <laughs> then quietly the three of them walk away. You can see also in this crowd is Valian, the conciliator paladin. She's there in her shiny, bright, shiny plate mail that are uh, that's green and gold of the Lothian colors. She's chatting quietly with Nor, the innkeeper from Middlehawks, who's also there. And from the crowd steps up Elmon, and he stands beside Puck and clears his throat. And he says a few words. Those that have lost their parents as an orphan, and a widower, that man who has lost his wife, the man who has known the anguish of losing a friend, by what name do we call him? Here, every language is silent and holds its peace and impotence. Our comrade and friend Puck gave his life in battle, stalwart and faithful till the end. He had a choice. He could have lived, but to do so would have betrayed us. So he sacrificed himself so that we might fight on. 
the fear of death follows from the fear of life, and that a man who lives fully is prepared to die any time, and so it was with Puck. The void that he has left us gives us the task of a double living, that we have henceforth to fulfill the promise of our friend's life also in our own to the world. It is so much darker when a light goes out than it would have been if it had never shown. Farewell, Puck. Farewell, my friend. Elman steps aside, and he walks past a single wolf that is there resting comfortably in the grass and just watching the proceedings. And Avius steps up, and he steps up and steps behind Puck and clears his throat and says a few words. Oh, Puck. Such a goblin you were. Uh, fierce, snarky, and, and compassionate. You had a way with the world around you. You had a way with the creatures of the forests and the bogs. Your thirst for adventure and mayhem balanced by your kindness uh, to the force of life and light that fills each of us here. Your sense of justice met with action. Your bravery and strength met with death. You had the strength of the bear and carried us to safety on your broad back. You had the swiftness of the eagle and looked at things from a vantage point none of us could fathom. The cunning of the panther kept us uh, safe in the night. You hated the water, but you were a mighty shark while you were in it, unrivaled. Uh, though small in stature, you were every bit as much of a warrior as your dearest friend, Olgrim. You were twice the personality of Rill, and equal to our very own Elmon when it came to stealth and subterfuge. And more than half the time, even I was envious of your mighty spells. You will forever be in our hearts as we continue on. Though you lay here in this plane and in the very soil that you have loved and nurtured since we took over this manor, every vine, every budding flower and leaf will remind us of you. Avius walks away and joins the rest of the gathering. You see Malil Abinar of the House Abinars here watching the proceedings. Everyone kind of looks around and no one else has much to say. It's quiet for a long time. And then Rill kicks in a huge, loud song, says, come on, let's party, and starts leading the way into the house. Come on, let's party. And everyone starts getting a little bit of a smile. It's still somber, but they follow him in. And inside, it is amazing. There is tons of food laid out, tables that have been brought out into the huge middle area of the whole house, because the dining room will not contain these 60 folks. The entire interior of the manor has been decorated with banners and colored paper and flowers wrapped around the banisters to the stairs. Uh, Avius has been working on magical lights that slowly dance around the ceiling to uh, keep the energy going. Rill is playing again, much more lively and fun music. And everyone, the mood changes. And now it's much more of a celebration of all the silly stupid stuff Puck did and all the trouble he got into and people start uh, finding comfort in that and it goes on for a 10-15 minutes or so and back outside in the rain 
A sad figure steps out from the edge of the garden. His hair and beard are matted down by the rain. With everyone caught up in the party inside, this one-armed dwarf slowly limps across the grass and takes a knee near the body of his friend, Puck. Ogrim settles down to the earth and places his hands on the stone that is holding up the body of his friend. I'm not sad, you know. I thought when I heard the news that you were taken down maybe by Elmonstre Arrow or Avia's crazy castings. But when I heard that you had fought a foe of such power, it fills me with great happiness. My only sadness is that I was not there with you. I do miss your company. I miss the wild antics. And I miss the bravery that I seldom see in so few. There is coming a time of darkness. You can feel it in the air. The magic pressing all around. The armies are marching towards the city. But I tell you, Puck, as long as I have strength in this arm, I will fight. Though I cannot run anymore, I now can fly. Though my shield be taken, I now wield a ship. And a beauty she is, for she carries not only the heart of a very strong warrior, Myself, but she bears the name of one so precious to you, and I will call her Diana. She will be the spear of Tolis. I will miss you, my friend. And with that, Olgrim takes out the mug that he had had for uh, all this time and drinks deeply of it and sets it at the base of the stone pillar that is holding up Puck quietly drapes himself back up and solemnly marches out of the yard the evening is a it's a it's as good as time as anyone can make of the situation there are laughs there are jokes there are some tears and all good things must come to an end and the evening wraps up uh, Olgrim pays a surprise visit, knocking on the front door and saying he was here and he couldn't stay. He had things to do, but he paid his respects and he takes his leave. The goblins in different stages take their leaves. Some of them not as soon as you would like. They're a little crazy. The uh, half-orcs uh, take their leave. And uh, the party kind of winds down. Yash and Samara are helping clean things up. And you guys can do what you would like now. Avius wants to go check on Gashapon. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) The most important thing is your duck, your magic duck. At the moment. All right. He is kept in... In the bag. In a bag. Yeah. All right. It's not a magic bag, you understand. 
Just a bag. <clears throat> no, he's kept he's kept downstairs. Uh, All right, in the jail cell. Uh huh. All right. Yeah. You go into the jail cell. Your duck is there. He has laid three eggs. <laughs> um. Didn't one of these pop out a demon? <laughs> eh. Yes. Okay. It did. That's hearsay. It's hearsay. <laughs> Allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, gosh, upon what have you for me uh, this evening? I, uh, yes, uh, uh, I'll get you some fresh seed in the morning, but <clears throat> I could really use a uh, pick-me-up right now. All right. Upon learning the language of Gachapon, <laughs> you realize what means kill me. <laughs> I can't stand the pain of these magic eggs any longer. Each one burns like a thousand suns. All of that's in quack, quack. Uh, all right, you're going to crack open an egg? Yeah. You crack open an egg and you find a small, tiny, little burlap pouch. Okay. Um, do I, I want to open it. You open the pouch and inside you dig your finger around and see. Oh God. (laughs) It's a small bag of seeds. Ooh. Oh gosh, upon. This is quite, quite fitting. Uh, Your puck would have loved these seeds. Uh, I'm going to set them aside for now and uh, maybe plant them in a few days after the soil is not so soaked. You crack open the next one uh-huh. excitedly. Uh-huh. You crack it open. It feels something really small and loose inside. You crack it and pour into your hand a single human molar. Wow. <laughs> a bone? Collect all 1,800. <laughs> bone or gold or it's just, it's, it's a bone. It's, it's, a, a, tooth. it's a tooth. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, if I lose one... I have one handy now. Thank you. Uh, and uh, now for the best for last. All right. It's a little bigger than the others, this egg. Oh, God. You worked <laughs> extra hard on this one, didn't you? You crack it open and spilling into your uh, robe, because it spills all over the place, is a half pound of candied raisins. Oh, glorious day. <laughs> 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 but they all look like molars. <laughs> uh, Gashapon. Uh, I, I take a couple and, and hand them to Gashapon. That seems wrong to me. <laughs> but okay. He hungrily eats what he has given. Is it, wouldn't that be a she? Oh, sorry. Yes. Well, it's magic egg. Okay. <laughs> magic. Well, you know. That's true. She. They're, they're magically laid. <laughs> Don't ask questions. <laughs> Bad anatomy. All right. You're in real trouble if out from an egg pops another gosh. <laughs> oh, no. That's not trouble at all. Out pops a miniature av- avius. This isn't what you think at all. Stop asking for eggs. I'm from the future. <laughs> All right. Unleash uh, the doom of the world because of your egg. I, I like kind of you know pull my robe up as a as a you know a good old makeshift sack okay. for the candied raisins and um, I pop the molar in my mouth <laughs> just so wait a sack that has a bunch of sacks in it. <laughs> no, but I want to take them upstairs. Okay. Yeah, but moreover, you're lifting up your robe, and I recall you wearing nothing yeah. underneath, so <laughs> uh-huh. you just. Satchel of raisins and of then course. everything else. Is you don't know Avius that well. Two raisins <laughs> below. <Yeah. 
<laughs> you lost a race. No, I didn't. <laughs> and uh, I hurry upstairs and... Samara, do we have a jar uh, for these? Oh, my. <laughs> she comes over and gives you guys a jar. You see uh, Avius as you're decandifying yourself. Uh, Valian, the conciliator paladin, is speaking with Rill and Elmon. Well, thank you for coming. It's uh, my pleasure. Little Puck helped me in my hour of need when you guys found me. As well, I haven't thanked you, Elmon. You escorted me out of there. I'm very sorry for your loss. I know he meant a lot to all of you. Elmon just nods in acknowledgement, having sort of talked his fill of about Puck for the night. You can see she is not just wearing normal clothes. She's got uh, insane armor on. She's got a crazy, glorious-looking shield. A little bright for a funeral. Yeah, strapped to her back. <laughs> She's got a very deadly-looking morning star, which is kind of a three, four-foot-long metal pole with a ball with huge spikes sticking out of the end of it so that's uh, attached to her belt. She's ready for war. Um, Avius comes back out of the kitchen okay. and sees them. Oh, Valian. Yes. I, uh, thank you for coming. My pleasure. Uh, um, uh, whoa. Uh, Would you like a raisin? <laughs> what, what are your, uh... I'll pass. <laughs> Good choice. I have two. Hard pass. <laughs> <laughs> What are your plans um, uh, for the next few days? Uh, to, f- to fight evil the best that I can. Would you be willing to assist us in that? That's why I came dressed for battle. Oh my, this is battle armor. We've <laughs> been known to do a little evil fighting ourselves. <laughs> the, the funeral garb's an extra 4 AC, so... <laughs> can you be spared from the temple this long? Valiant, you know that the lot of the clergy, the Lothian clergy, have left on a big battle heading out east to take on an orc army. There's been some scouts that have broken through, and the Empire is launching an attack against the army from one side, and then Tallis City's army is attacking from the other side. So a lot of the soldiers and a lot of the clergy are heading off to just attack from both sides and try and destroy this army. You were absolutely planning on going. Um, they've been talking about this for about a month or, uh, now, uh, but you convinced them recently due to your loss and your dealings with the Banewarns and the cult that instead of going to battle there, um, you might be better spent with uh, your time with uh, these adventurers and uh, Priest Daywan absolutely agreed. Um... Yes, uh, as, as uh, far outspread as uh, uh, the warriors of the church are, um, I've asked and uh, been allowed to stay in the city to um, hopefully help your team on its mission. Well, with what we've seen of late, I'm sure it would be a big help. A holy, a holy hand, as it were. I think but, the same. But things are dark now. 
not just with this funeral, which is, of course, very sad, but with all that we've seen as of late, with all the portents of what is coming, I am thankful for your presence. If we don't do something, the city will be overtaken and everyone in it along with it. I worry, though, we don't just fight orcs now. We fight things from other worlds. I'm ready for whatever comes our way. Avis kind of sidles up to Valiant. Uh, do you, uh, you, you remember that, that day uh, we found you in the Bane, Warrens? Very well. And I, I gave you that vial. <laughs> That's all he cares about. I was just alone, mind the you. healing potion? Yes, yes, yes. How, how, uh, how did it work for you? I'm curious. Is it a good brand? I, I might buy more. Was it good? Did it work well? It, it worked very well. Good. Uh, I great. used it on my way out. Okay. Okay. Good. Good to know. You I seem... seem uh, you seem very curious about it. Oh, I, I've—it was my only one. I just, someone's just standing. I was saving it for a special occasion, but aren't you a spellcaster? <laughs> uh, yes, but healing spells are not my uh, uh, specialty. Would you like me to replace your healing potion? Oh no, 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 no! <laughs> no I wouldn't ask he's, the, you to do that. He's much too modest. I bring out a lesser healing potion. (laughs) (laughs) Really small. Yep. (laughs) Give it to him. You've got a giant thermos of healing. You just give him a little cup of oil. A little shot glass. A little shot glass. It's 1d4 of healing. (laughs) Minus one. (laughs) Minimum zero. (laughs) Your strength, uh, your strength uh, modifier. (laughs) All right. I I like to believe a brutal Valiant would pour the healing potion on the mace and just beat her enemy. <laughs> <laughs> Heal this. Heal this. What? While our others in the city have been battling orcs and other foes, we have faced down Morian and we have learned of a Lacian gate that he is attempting to access. Um, and we believe that is our the best use of our resources is to attack that as if while others combat the mundane, we seem to be the only ones positioned to combat Morian directly. So we are going to hold on. Check our notes. <clears throat> Hopefully I wrote it down. Um, the Dusk Mountains. There may be fire drakes involved. <clears throat> Just, you know, we got anything for that? <clears throat> I think you're being optimistic, drakes. <laughs> <laughs> Or a specific ancient fire drake? Carveroth? I will go with your team where it goes. 
How late in the evening is it? Uh, 9 p.m. Okay. And how far away is a Marielle's house from our manor? Uh, maybe a 30, 40 minute walk. To that, I don't think she had anything to do with the conjuration magic. I think that's what they were doing with Lysiar. Um, I'm not for sure, but I think that they... Amy's has questions. Yeah, but just that's what we, we had talked about that. I That's what I think. Um, I think it was more them than uh, yeah. her, but yeah. not, you know, probably worth asking. Yeah. <clears throat> um, yeah, Avis does, has been over the last couple of days trying to figure out how she knew that we were there and right. how she was able to uh, get in touch with us. All right. He wants to go talk to her. Um, then I also have a question for Avius. You have, uh, she gave you a spell scroll of teleportation circle. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, so you can cast that one time and the scroll's gone, or you can t- transcribe that yeah. into your book. Mm-hmm. Do you want to have done that over the last 24 hours? Yes. How it, much does it cost? It takes two hours per spell, so uh, per spell level, so that'd be 10 hours. So you had time to do that. It's a five. It's a level five. Okay. And it's 50 gold per level, so that's 250 gold you have to spend in materials. Okay, so you do have that spell. The scroll is now gone, and it is uh, transcribed in your wizardry code into your book. And you uh, head off at 9 o'clock at night to uh, Amariel's place. Mm. Anyone else doing anything? Um, I I announce. I'm... I I want to go visit Amariel one more time. I have some burning questions. So that's where I'm going. He waits. He slowly <laughs> opens the door. He w- waits at the door. Right. He closes the door are almost there, all the way. Are there, are there, um, uh, El, El Mon will join him. All right. When are you lot planning on leaving to fight the Drakes? Tomorrow. I would say. Yeah, Tomorrow? Uh, pro- uh, possibly soon, yes. Maybe tonight? No, tomorrow. Okay. Well. Uh, Real changes key and goes into something <laughs> Latin. <laughs> Would you uh, like are my there more presents with you, wizard? Um, think for why not? This visit, that may not be <laughs> the best idea. Why? Why? Holy warrior, uh, um, undead mistress. Sort of takes Avius to the side <laughs> and is like, um, she was not going, they're not going to get along those two. It's the birds and bees of good and evil. I mean, <laughs> oh, oh, right. Oh, oh okay. Uh, Valiant, um, thank you for the offer. Um, I, I suggest uh, you, you prepare uh, for our journey. When shall I meet you, you, you guys back here? Uh, you're welcome to uh, use one of the guest rooms. We have an empty room. <laughs> Are you leaving tonight or in the morning? That, uh, in the morning. It's to be determined. In, uh, the in the morning. I will be here at dawn. Tonight, in the morning, next week. Okay. <laughs> Very well. Uh, see you then. Valiant, do you dance? And she walks away. I'm making that call right there. <laughs> <laughs> 
Giant plated boot dancing. She does clog dancing and plate mail. Quick step. Tap. She knows tap. I didn't take three years of tap at the Lothian tap school for nothing. Olgrim doesn't do harmony. Valiant doesn't dance. Uh, Elmon and Avius. Which one is which? Yeah, I know. I know. It doesn't matter. I got it right. Um, looking this way. Yeah, I know. <laughs> the two of you head out across the city. As soon as you're outside the walls of your manor, you run into some goblins that are still half drunk, uh, trying to find the right way to go. And you just hear them like, I can't even know find the manor again. Where is it? Uh, you walk past them. Stealth. Wait. <laughs> you stealth past them. <laughs> And you make your way across town to, to uh, Mariel's uh, place. As you get there, you can see again the neighborhood's much nicer, much more lit up, uh, except her house is dark as though no one is home. And both of you, as you approach, may make a perception roll, please. That one's going to be great. Nine. I think a seven. Seven. You both see barely, but can't do anything with that role, but you can both see in this neighborhood, several houses down, watching the streets, watching her house, uh, two floors up on top of another building, three ghostly black wraiths watching her place. And then as you come into the neighborhood, they disappear off into the night. Hmm. Oh, what was that? <clears throat> I don't know whose side those were on. Uh, uh, Marielle's house looks quite uh, uh, uninhabited. Well, nothing left to do but knock. You knock. You wait for a while. There's no answer. Uh, jiggle the handle, open the door. The door is locked. Ah. Nope. <laughs> he looks at Elvon. Elvon does not want to do anything about this door. Nope. If she's not here and she doesn't want us to come in, I'm not, I'm not going to force that. One more time, Avius pounds on the door. Amario! This time, there's no answer. She's, she's ghosting you. Quite <laughs> In her way. <laughs> Quite peculiar. Uh, well, I suppose there's nothing for us to do. Uh, is there a back door? Sure. Walk around to the back. Okay. Uh, It looks dark. No one's home looking. I, go, I tried to go in. It is locked. Okay. I'm on Knox. There is no answer. Okay. All right. We'll well, make sure we cover all the bases. Yeah. yeah. Is there a window? <clears throat> um. Either tomorrow morning, early, or retcon. Elmon would have gone to the apothecary again to pick up some more potions. Yeah, you have to do it in the morning there. Okay. Okay. All right. You guys head back. Yeah, we head back. On our way to Aridithil's house, I suppose. Oh, we are. Well, no, not tonight, but tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right, yeah. you guys rest for the night. Um, prepare any magic you need for the, any upcoming challenges. You're going off on an interesting adventure. I have a, what were Puck's magic items? He had the sword, 
the, the sword no was, he's, he's we, already in the ground that, uh, <laughs> the spear which you guys really need to do something with that uh well you said to bury it yeah. with you, so that's yeah, buried yeah. with you uh, pierced through his heart <laughs> straight out <laughs> yeah stick it up it's so, buried uh, the spear the armor and then that necklace and what was the necklace it uh, allowed you to re-roll a uh, healing roll. Oh, okay. All right. You okay. can use either one. All right. Um, so, yeah, prepare whatever spells you need to prepare. You guys get a not a good night's rest. Uh, it's mixed emotions with the burial of Puck and this upcoming uh, adventure. It is morning the next day. Elmon, you are up early and head out, so you're ready just that the shops are open. You check with your normal alchemist. He is out of healing potions, telling you that they've been bought up by soldiers uh, several days ago before they shipped out to the east. <clears throat> you are able to visit two more alchemists. The second one is also bought out. The third one does have three potions available, but the markup is Pretty high, about three times the normal price. Are they regular or greater healing? He has two potions of greater healing for 300 gold each. Normally 100. He also has a potion of superior healing available for 1,750 gold. Oh, shit. What's that one do? Have you... 8D4 plus 8. Have you not heard of the Yabael 4? <laughs> no. <laughs> Torum 4? How about Elnorn? <laughs> <laughs> the Elnorn 1. The Elnorn 1. Elmon. No. Avius, Rill, Olgrim, Heroes of the City. All of us. He's he's getting out his price gun to raise the <laughs> <laughs> raise the sticker price. Keep talking. <laughs> All right. So there doesn't seem to be any convincing him. No. Otherwise, okay. You gonna uh, pay? Nope. No, no paying. Nope. All right. I'd rather die. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Okay. You're back with the group, Elmon. As you arrive, you see uh, Valian is walking towards the manor as well. You join up with her, and the two of you. Uh, walk inside. You see Rill has got his loot over his back. His rapier is what you use as your weapon. The rapier. Yep. Rapier there. His armor snapped in place. No. No. In normal clothes <laughs> in then. Normal clothes. Avius stumbles out. However, at the earliest doorway I walk through, it goes poof and yeah. little doves fly. <laughs> oh, you got that cloak. <laughs> Uh, Avius stumbles out, totally not prepared, yawning, asking for breakfast while everyone else is armored to the nines, ready to go. He's rubbing sleep out of his eyes, goes back into his room, puts on his robe, and then comes out. Uh, you've got your uh, harrow rod with you. Yes. And I'm assuming you're leaving your staff behind. It's very unwieldy to be having yeah. that strapped to your back type yeah. of a thing. Okay. You got so useful so far, though. <laughs> a bird has been flipped. <laughs> Uh, you guys bring some rations, maybe some, uh, I don't know, what are you bringing? Uh, yeah, rations, torches, rope, lockpicks, potions. Are you going Are you going to bring like bedroll traveling type stuff? Yeah, I yeah. expect to be gone for okay. a couple some days. Some holy water. All right. Yeah. I, I packed several weeks worth of random house crap into a bag that just won't stop. <laughs> um. <laughs> <I> just... <laughs> 
I even I even put one of our servants in there. Just <laughs> do we need these three colanders? <laughs> yes, fireplace too. Come on. All right. Uh, any other preparations out of the ordinary you want to do? If not, what are you guys doing? You're standing in the middle of the manor at the door. What's your plan? I guess we're going to go to Aridithil's home. Aridithil's home. All right. The four of you march towards the elven compound. You've already uh, reached out to Glenarin and let her know your intentions. And she said it was um, totally at your disposal. And you walk (laughs) in. I dump. The guards are there. They let you in. They're interested in watching the four of you march in. They don't normally get a uh, Lothian uh, clergy of any type uh, coming into their compounds. Not bad. It's just unusual. A mixed race group. Yeah, it's just a little (laughs) odd. Glenarin is there, and she greets the four of you. She says, welcome, heroes. I have heard you have a dangerous time ahead of you. We wish you all the best, and I will show you where you can find your way home back to us again when you are done looking at Elmon. Oh, Valiant bows to her. Oh. It it is an honor to meet you. Uh, I've heard great things. Um, Your home is lovely. Make a persuasion roll with advantage. Just kind of curious what the what the relations are like. Uh, Twenty one. Oh, she's impressed. You you speak quite eloquently, and we always favor those who are friends to our allies. And you are most welcome here. Thank you. And she walks through the falling leaves. There's still destruction on the wall in one corner that's being repaired. Uh, The garden area that they have is, uh, you can definitely see some damage from the orc explosion from under the ground. But she takes you to a quiet little grove. And in this grove, uh, just a small little area, uh, it's almost like a slightly large gazebo made of trees, if that makes any sense. And most of the leaves have fallen. And she gets down. She's wearing this long uh, gown with long sleeves. And she gets down uh, and on her knees and starts gently brushing aside these old leaves off of this circle of stone. It's cracked. uh, It's raised up off the ground. It's about five feet, six feet in diameter. And around it are a whole bunch of different type of rune symbols. And someone uh, will help. Okay. Thinking that it would be handy to, you know, have a broom sitting around somewhere, but the groundskeeper has a blower. (laughs) Um, Just it messes with Elvin. (laughs) (laughs) Avius wants has has a a couple of questions. At least one question for um, Glenarin. Oh, okay. And you said her name right. That's excellent. Yeah. Yeah. I get a plus one. Okay. Glitterin. He's gonna uh, steal your girl. Steal your girl. Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 not, not real worried. <laughs> he digs into his pocket and pulls out some candied raisins. Gross. <laughs> They're warm. Uh, Elmon just turns around. I told you. Care, care for a raisin. She. Uh, Elmon shaking his head behind Avius. <laughs> how can I help you? Uh, yes. Um, to the point. Uh, I, I, uh, I'm new to the um, teleportation spell. Um, 
Have you seen Galaxy Quest? <laughs> <laughs> it's on my queue, but no, not yet. Uh, I, I know we need the, the, a circle, a teleportation circle, and the proper runes to get to where we are going, but um, how, how, how do we return? The return is a similar method. You will arrive at another teleportation circle. Ah. And you will use those uh, same runes, but in a different manner. And she gently places a slender elven hand on the small of your back and pushes you towards the circle. And she points. (laughs) Maybe it's just the tingles. (laughs) She points at different uh, sections (laughs) of the circle and a rune lights up blue over here and another one lights up blue and fades and another one. And when she's done casting the spell, it just takes a few moments, all the runes light up and then they fade away doing nothing as this is the destination of where you're at. She says, if you can memorize this, and she does it one more time, this will bring you back home to us. So I do so. Okay. Everyone eagerly piles around. Do I have something I can write it down on? Everybody now has that locked in. That is a destination. Okay. I, I know that one. Okay. We need to parody bit this whole <laughs> memorization here in case we lose one. For this, you're making this a raid, would you? <laughs> I, say? I, I, that's, great. <laughs> that's great. Real, you remember these three? Mm-hmm. <laughs> she says, "Well, uh, we all wish you the best of luck. We know your skill." And courage will prevail. And she steps God, I hope so. (laughs) Uh, Amon gives her a look and just says, we will return soon. She nods solemnly. Is she that one or the other one? What? (laughs) You You step into the circle. The four of you, Rill, Valian, Elmon, and Avius... And your destination is the Dusk Mountains, is that correct? Correct. Yes. And I'm just curious as the uh, Game Master, what what's your adventure intentions? Can you give a quick recap of what your goals are that you're trying to do? Kill here? the Fire Drake. Uh, Cast the Magic Circle. Destroy the, uh, yeah, contain the Lacing at, Gate. At level nine. <laughs> uh, put out the little urns and come on back. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Her Amariel's crystal urns. All right. Okay, yeah. cool. I mean, easy peasy. It should be it's, 20, it's, 30 minutes. It's mainly, it's mainly about the urns, and <laughs> we don't care about the dragon right now, but all right, get in, get out. Oh, no, we want to hurt more. I imagine, well, yeah. Elmon wants that drake dead. I imagine uh, Rill is a little trepidatious over this whole thing, kind of like uh, Mr. T in flying. Okay. It's it's Rill in <laughs> teleportation. He's not really sure what is uh, going Baracus. to transpire. Yeah. <laughs> and Avius, you then cast this spell you're able to cast it as a ritual so it does not take a spell slot of yours excellent yes take some time but you cast the spell um you like forget and have to like hit backspace a couple times on the code you uh wave your hands the different runes light up and what happens if the runes are wrong we all die 
<laughs> he says, what? Touches a different rune, looks behind him. <laughs> Avius then stands up as the leaves that are falling across this uh, area start to spin and whirl around the stone. You guys all feel this energy building up, magical energy from your toes into your legs, into your body, into your chest, your arms, your head. The leaves spin around faster. The grove of trees around you starts to fade. The last thing you see, Elmon, is Glenarin watching you closely, and then the image of her fades away. I hope you did this right, wizard. Hold me. (laughs) And then, boom, it is dark. You are all surrounded in blackness. You hear real... Singing some happy tune. Visiting me, all that I see. <laughs> just trying to, <laughs> just trying to keep his morale up. He's barely, really, really not happy about I'm this. I'm not nervous. <laughs> it's dark. I can't see anything. And then you can see stars and more stars. And then you can see a moon and then another moon. And then you can see some sort of planet object. Although I don't know if you guys know what a planet is, but you can see a planet object and it grows far away, it gets smaller, shrinks down and goes far away, and stars start to move past. It's as though you're walking through a delicate webwork of space and time. And it's something isn't quite as you expected, Avius. You've studied this spell, and this something seems a little off. Not panicky off, but you're like, oh, this isn't quite what I was expecting. And then the planet takes shape again, becomes big. And then you see uh, a large continent appear. And then you start zooming in with your view. And this wind is whipping past you. And then you whip past clouds and you see some uh, snow-capped mountains. And then, boom, you find yourself standing on a portal. Wind blasts your hair and all is quiet and you are all freezing with snow all around you. You are on a side of a mountain on a small level area, maybe 100, 200 yards wide, and there is a stone uh, teleportation circle that's been crafted here. Not too far away, maybe 20, 30 yards, is a small stone house that's in ruins, missing two of its walls most of it's crumbled and this whole mountain area is it's a mountain range there are mountains in all directions they're tall they are covered in snow and it is lightly snowing right now and everyone's just shivering and trying to make sense of where you're at that was odd we need to get to that 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 ruined home and then we'll have a little shelter there, and then we'll figure out where where we need to go. And as uh, start heading that way, real snaps into existence. <laughs> <laughs> and then passes out. In the I guess Elmon will drag him. <laughs> All right, um, you guys head to the ruined stone house. It's got maybe half a roof. Uh, but it's enough to keep out the snow from a corner and... Uh, Any wood, furniture, or anything? There's no furniture. Make a survival roll, Elmon. You don't get to make these too often. 
23. Wow. Nice. You push aside some snow, dig for a little bit, and are able to find some dry wood where you were expecting it and break apart some old trees and are able to create... There's no fireplace, but you're able to create a fire inside the place. I can press the digitate yeah. one. All right. Get a fire started. I'm going to... I'm going to have a look around and Elmon will head out and do a reconnoiter okay. in the area. You start uh, reconnoitering. Everyone else is gathered around the fire? Yeah. All right. I- I'm sorry about that outburst. Oh, real. It's nothing. You'll get used to it. As oh, you we were all dead when we fell to the earth. Oh, we, we, maybe we were. We don't know. It's... <laughs> he cast group kill level <laughs> five. <laughs> <laughs> I might have used the wrong hand gesture. <laughs> and Valiant, were you doing anything or saying anything? Uh, no, I'm just looking at these two quizzically. Okay. <laughs> Let's get ready for that to repeat often. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Elmon, you uh, find two things of note in your uh, scouting out around the area. You see there is a stone path that is lightly covered by snow and the path heads um, to the left from your perspective and seems to angle downwards down this mountain. And the path uh, heads to the right, which goes straight for a while and then starts to climb up. And it is not quite in the direction of, but the second thing you see in the direction that right path is going, far away is a volcano that is partially erupting and you can see and you can now feel a slight tremor and you can see some uh, billowing smoke. You can see a little bit of red at the top and yet bizarrely and just disconcerting is still somehow this superheated mountain is retaining the snow on the outside, which creates quite a visual image. Continue to look for a little while longer, see if there's anything else. Um, to find in the immediate area and then return to the, the temporary shelter. Okay. I'd also make sure the lava doesn't look white or we're screwed. <laughs> <laughs> it would look like snow. <laughs> oh. Okay. All right. Is this snow or lava? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. You see nothing else out of the ordinary, Elmon. Okay. Uh, head back to the shelter and explain what I saw. Okay. Group is huddled around the fire. Elmon explains what he saw. Well, it would seem that if we were looking for a drake, which I wouldn't say we were looking for, but this place we need to go to, I would go up. I would think that would be the way to go. That may prove fruitful. Down would be better weather and terrain. Um... If, and it's, if Drake's preferred better weather and terrain, I think we'd all be in a lot more uh, trouble. I mean, if there's passages into that mountain, you know, the, the where this the source of that destruction comes from could very well be in the lower lower depths. Could be. <clears throat> Remember when we used to have that one guy that could turn into an eagle and fly around? What was his name? Struck? <laughs> Porridge? 
Guys are not very loyal. To <laughs> he would have been great right here. <laughs> well, uh, up or down? I, I I cast my vote. If it matters, up. I agree. This seems to make sense. Uh, Starts high and work our way down. For the record, I say down, but just so I can say I told you so if you guys are wrong. (laughs) Does that happen often? (laughs) No, never. (laughs) Me being wrong? Very, very rare. Mm. (laughs) Off we go. (laughs) All right, you guys are heading up the path. And, And where are we supposed to be placing these? These crystal... Bases. Around the Lacing Gate. Uh, when we find it, of course. When we find it. You trudge off. You trudge off through the snow. You're able to find the path uh, that is a little slippery that Elmon has found, and you hike up the mountain along this path. It is very s- simple and flat for about a mile, and then it starts to rise a little bit, and then angle up more and get really steep, and then flatten out. And it's just this long, meandering uh, road, small road. It's an old one, though, uh, that makes its way through this mountain range. It's several hours worth of hiking, and... Someone needs to take the lead and lead the group through. Elmon is taking yep. the lead and leading the group. Can you make a survival roll? And don't forget, all difficult terrain is not difficult for the group oh. when I am leading. Nice. Oh. Uh, is that new? Nope. That's been like just that never, forever. You guys are in the city all the time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or we were on the um, ship and he was walking yeah. the whole time. Natural Explorer. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Difficult terrain doesn't slow your group's travel. Your group can become, your group cannot become lost except for magic means. Even when you're engaged in other activity while traveling, um, as foraging, navigating, or tracking, you remain alert to danger. Um, and when you forage, I get twice as much food. That doesn't matter. Okay. So but yeah, difficult. The you're making good that way. Difficult train does not slow the group's travel. Right, I need a survival, survival roll, roll, please. Twenty-four. Uh, with ease, you're leading the group uh, along this road. You lose sight of it for a bit, and with your natural exploring ability and your great survival, you're able to bring everyone back on track. You see the road uh, disappears. And you scout ahead and you can see a quarter mile away where it picks up at a, at a much higher altitude. You're able to show everyone where they can climb up very easily so they're not exhausted. Uh, and you're able to guide the group. And you guys are able to follow and there's no exhaustion rules or anything I need to make due to Elmon's uh, good uh, survival scouting efforts. Until <laughs> you come across a large river section where there's no water and the ground over these hours has been uh, uh, rumbling and rumbling and you can uh, see that there is more than one uh, volcano that you're contending with in this mountain range. 
and you your very feet that you're walking upon is also uh, a mountain that is erupting in some way and you hear another big rumble and there's a good a big explosion off in the distance and far above you and everyone's eyes look up but there's no what is it pyroclast or something like Pyroclastic. that pyroclastic there's no yeah. massive evil cloud coming away or anything like that but it is just alarming and you continue to hike for another hour, another two hours, and you continue to slowly make your way up and up and up until you come across this river ravine area where there's no water and instead there's lava that has found its easy way down this ravine. And you have come to a stone bridge that spans this. It's probably a 70 foot span and there is a stone tower about 30 feet tall kind of narrow on one side and there's a stone tower on the other side they look old they have all their walls and such intact but there's no one here it's like the rest of this place very quiet other than the giant volcano but there's no people you haven't seen very many animals at all and this bridge uh, has been destroyed quite some time ago in the middle section of it, which makes it uh, a bit of a challenge as there is now lava that is flowing under. And you see your road continues past the tower on the other side. How wide is the chasm? Uh, well, how, how f the stone bridge is broken. How wide is that break? And how far down is the lava from that break? It is, there is a broken section of bridge that is only 12 feet across. And it is collapsed in big, thick chunks. The bridge is huge, old construction. It's fallen in chunks. The lava is flowing around those chunks. So directly underneath there is some rubble, but there's lava just like inches below it. And it's flowing, it's bright red, it's blackened when it touches some of the sides. And again, it's butted right up against uh, the snow. And somehow this snow does not melt uh, unless it's directly touched by this lava. You can feel the heat from here, even though you're on the bank, if you will. Um, and I'm sorry, from the bridge to the lava what's the distance oh like? um i'd say it's an almost an equal distance about 10 feet okay um i'm gonna start a search of the tower for anything that could be used to span the distance between the the break and the bridge okay like you know wooden tables things like that valiant will also look <laughs> all right the two of you uh, scope out that tower. The door has long since uh, been removed. It's just an open doorway. <coughs> the construction seems a little uh, old and you start to explore and the place is empty. It's devoid of furniture. There's no tables to overturn. There's no debris. This place has not been used for a very long time. And there... uh, hold on, and Valiant, you may make a history roll. Mm. Uh, Rill's standing on the bridge at some point, just making comments. It's the well, toasty and cozy it's up there. Toasty holding, and cozy. holding a ring on a chain. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Valiant's first big roll is... 18. Ooh, nice. 
you recognize some very faint, faded um, uh, drawings and painting mosaics into the wall of the uh, second story of this tower on your side of the bank. And it deals a lot with um, heroes, and it looks to be uh, eight or ten figures, which you believe represents an army. Uh, making their way into a cloud of pure blackness. And there are two evil eyes on the other side of this cloud of pure blackness. Are there cherry. parapets? Like, uh, is the bridge walled on either side? Is the bridge wall? Yeah, it's got uh, edges. Like short uh, like walls or something? Yeah, it's got those Minecraft edge blocks things yes, okay. on the side. Are there parapets on this wall? No. Not. And Valiant, uh, with your 18, you know that that is representative of the Utter Dark, which was created by the second nasty villain of Gull, um, which was a nasty creation he used that swarmed almost the entire uh, landscape for many, 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 many miles, of which his undead army spewed out of. Of now... It's all but gone, the Utter Dark, except it's rumored to exist in one place only, within the spire, halfway up in Goth Gilgamel, the fortress, halfway up. We're going to need to go there eventually. When we're ready to end this. (laughs) (laughs) So nothing... Other than that, no, there's nothing. So... This place um, is old. Let's go back to the bridge. There's... Other solutions to to this problem, Valian. I Valian? have some rope. Is that? Mm-hmm. Am, am I saying that correctly? Yeah. Okay. You're good. <laughs> I sometimes have an accent. So. <laughs> uh, why not just uh, uh, span a rope across? It's it's lava. Uh, seems that the lava, um, w- while warm. Does not actually have an effect unless you touch it. The snow right here, uh, right beside the lava, is staying frozen and and quite intact. Rill is almost like naked, just wearing like beach clothes at this point. It's pretty warm, (laughs) and he's standing on the bridge, nowhere near the edge where the lava is. So, crossing a rope at that height, would it, would the the heat coming off of the lava, would that, that that wouldn't melt or? You, the... you guess it would have a 93% chance of causing some harm to you attempting to cross it. Okay. And a 7% chance of just killing you straight up. Oh, okay. With a 75% chance of maiming, so you add all that up. Um, are there t- trees around? There are no trees. It is uh, b- uh, brownish rocks that jut out here and there that are mostly covered in snow. So essentially you're seeing sharp angled snow mountain that you're walking alongside, occasionally broken by a a brown rock that's covered in snow. And now you've got this bright orangey red lava cutting through. Well, this this all says to me, go away. I don't. Everything we do says go away. (laughs) Um, Talk to me about this spanning arrow that Elmon has. I don't know what what is oh you bought that yeah yes yeah 
Um, I bought it more to upset LaRose at the time and didn't really care about it. So I forgot about that. I, 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 I didn't really get much information on it. So It is an arrow that uh, does half damage if you shoot someone with it. Okay. Uh, but it can uh, sink and pierce into uh, wood and stone relatively easily. And it has a loop on the... Uh, Far on its on its on the the rear of it, and it has a thin line that came with it. So you can fire it, and you now have a line that goes up to I think 75 feet, okay. and then you can attach that line to a rope and pull that across, and then and eventually you would have a rope to go across. Would that would the arrow itself be reusable upon retrieval at the other side? That depends on how well you shoot it. Okay. Um, so uh, I can span the space with an arrow. That's relatively How far is it from like tower to tower? 12. Oh. Tower to tower is 70, maybe 20 more, 110. Okay. How tall are the towers? I mean, two of you could miss these. Uh, I can't remember what I said. I think it's three stories. Can you take somebody oh. with you when you do that? He, he can tell. He can tell. Mm. Oh, all right. Well. Yeah, I don't. Shit. I'm. I'm I'm not phased by this in the slightest. I'm trying to think how to get you all across. Oh no! Well, Got they it. can each get across, and well, I'm and the only one, and I could jump it. I mean, I'm not worried. It's only twelve feet. Are the towers? That's easy. Sturdy. The towers are very old. Uh, there's nothing in them, but they appear to be very sturdy. Very sturdy. How big? Like. What is what's their dimension? They're narrow. Like, They're maybe like, twenty feet by twenty feet by thirty-five, forty feet tall. That's a lot of rope. I have some, and I just start <laughs> pulling stuff out of my bag. Rope is pulled out. How much rope do you need? How far from tower to tower? Hundred and what did I say? One ten. 110 plus uh, 340, so about 350. 350 feet. Okay. Well, I don't I don't know how that number came up. But yeah. all right. Well, if they're <laughs> 20 by 20, that's, oh, 80 around each tower. So 160 plus 110 would be 270. Yeah, 270. Can, well, I mean, you, I can, I can get across by jumping. If you guys can all get across, then great. Then we're good. Are we good? We'll get across. Okay. It's all a matter of how much magic you want to expend. <laughs> I mean, we could take a rest on the other side, in one in 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 the other tower, if we really needed to. We don't rest until I've used a level five spell slot. <clears throat> that would be now. <laughs> <laughs> What's so the plan? why don't the three of you go across? Avius, um, and then steps maybe Valian can. All right, boom! Avius is on the other side. Yep. Stand and make sure that I. Uh... Hi, I'm here. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> I think lava hand just just flicks him off the mountain. <laughs> I'm over here now. <laughs> uh, yeah, Valian will misty step across as well. Boom! The armored form of Valian, which is a rare sight, shimmers for a moment. <laughs> And then teleports to the oh, other side. Lion. Huh. I real kind of gives you the go first 
hand gesture. I will go to the edge and uh, So Elmo takes a couple practice prepare. walks, like, you know, checks the footing. That means you to... tried to jump three times and you got cold feet each time. Ah, not this time. Okay, yeah, it's, I'll it's, get it. I'll get it's it. It's like little pebbles out of the way. <laughs> no, the wind wasn't right on that one, guys. Just hold on. Off. Um, Did someone time, say something? Each, each no? time he comes back, Rill says, you know it's going to be hot when you cross, right? <laughs> 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 uh, and finally, after kind of making his checks, Elmon will take a running start All right. and leap across, aiming for just, you know, basically you the know. other side. <laughs> yes, close to Valian so that, you know, not so he doesn't hit, you know, smash into her. But You, you might want to smash into her yeah. just to be safe. That's right. No. Elmon runs and he runs and he leaps across the span over the lava. And Elmon, I need you to make an acrobatics roll for me, please. 12. 12. <laughs> he does not make it easy. And he comes up just shy. Your foot, your left foot lands just on the edge. Your right foot hits the exposed broken section. And then you slide your left thigh hits the edge and you start tumbling backwards. Uh, I will grab him by the belt. Uh, Valiant, you may make a dexterity. Let's make a dexterity saving throw for you, please. Uh, no, it doesn't count. And, uh, you get advantage on this one. You were totally ready for this. Good luck. Uh, two, double 17, <laughs> so, 21. All right. You are able to grab onto uh, Elmon, and the both of you need to take some fire type damage. It's more steamy. Uh, Elmon, you take six points of fire damage and four points of fire damage to Valian. As you're holding him there, you got this vision of this Emerge. this elf, kind of like concerned, looking at you. You're holding on to his uh, his cloak, his armor, his hands, and behind him is just lava rolling underneath. And you pull him up, and everyone is almost safely on the other side, except for Rill. <laughs> uh, Rill gears back and starts trotting for a run. <laughs> Okay, you're running right towards the edge. <laughs> uh, and then, whoop, I just disappear, but I go a little bit farther than the group under, under the snow and okay. fast. And you teleport, how are you teleporting? Uh, this would be Dimension Door. Oh, that's a bigger spell. Uh, it's a, uh, yeah. Boom, he teleports. I, I make sure when I arrive, it kicks up a bunch of snow. Snow that's goes up. That's the one you can take somebody with you that's your size. No, right? no, no. That, yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. That's, <laughs> that was literally my, my puck transportation. Yeah, 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 yeah. I was just making sure it was a Oh, your know. size, though. Yeah. yeah. My size. Yeah. Or smaller. Only. Or smaller. Yeah. All right. And everyone's safe. You probably curl up into a tiny little ball. <laughs> I thought his, about that. Hiding this bag. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bag. <laughs> You're all that's, safe on the other side. That's yeah. why I got the... Holding is a vacuum. That's why I got the large... The large uh, potion, the potion of growth. Uh, so yeah. I can transport uh, bigger oh. size people. Unfortunately, it has a side effect. It so. does. <laughs> yes. If I wait long enough, I can transport hill giants. <laughs> Actually, do you have one of those with you? I tried to, but you kept pushing me away yeah, from the guy. Yeah, you pulled away from the merchant oh. stall. And guy. forbade him from ever selling us mm -hmm. anything again. Uh, well, I didn't know we'd be encountering drakes. <laughs> oh, and he was the solution. <laughs> <laughs> All 
All right. I don't think us all being 50 feet tall would actually be as helpful as you think. Nope. <laughs> With my tiny little, like, like pick bow. Ping, yeah. ping. All right. Lead us along the way, Elmon. All right. Um, keep on, keep on, keeping on. All right, Elmon and Avius head off. Thanking uh, Valiant for saving me. All right. right. I nod solemnly. Uh, Rill, you uh, wait up for Valian, and the two of you uh, join the the others. But the both of you, Rill and Valian, can see a pair of large eyes watching you from the third floor window of the tower that you are next to, not the tower you explored. Did you see that? I did. We need to go up there. See what? Do we? <laughs> we do. I'll have your back. There's someone in the tower. Uh, someone might be a little loose of a description. There are eyes in the tower. Could be two things, one with each eye. Elmont will draw his bow and enter the tower. All right. Oh, oh, what's happened? What? Where are you going? <laughs> and you're all alone. <laughs> you're alone out in the snow. <laughs> You see your friends disappearing into the tower. Uh, 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 Mr. Katorum, come with us. (laughs) (laughs) Elmon needs to roll for a love struck. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, Avius. I did it to myself. I don't know why those names are interchangeable. Okay. Uh, You guys enter this tower. This tower is a little different than the other one, which had three floors. This one's more of like a bell tower design where it has uh, square rising spiralish stairs, but in the square against the wall, 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 with no intervening floors, and it just goes up to the top floor. Uh, up there, uh, you can see is a bell. Uh, looks very old, and uh, the light's just coming in through the open window uh, holes. And that's what you can see. It's a little dark, but you can uh, see a little bit of uh, movement. Someone or something is up there. I felt safer outside, just letting you know. So I can say I told you so. <laughs> Noted. <laughs> uh, Valian will, uh, uh, will go up. Okay. You climb up these stairs as you get... First 10 feet up the stairs with real behind, you said? Right behind. This is the biggest thing in the party ever. <laughs> okay. and yeah, and I'm I'm at its back. Well, I guess I'll follow Third. real, I suppose. Avius is fourth. So uh, before even Elmon and Avius, you guys even get onto the stairs, you hear a sound from above, a loud bellow sound as a figure drops down from the top of this tower down through its center and lands at the very bottom, just a few feet away from Elmon and Avius. And the figure yells as it drops down, I am Ugo! And slams down into the ground with a big thud. And you are greeted by the vision of a mostly naked with a couple bear skins wrapped around for a loincloth of a hill giant 
that is of a runt size, slightly deformed, <laughs> eight foot tall instead of the 20, 30 foot tall guy. He's got some eyes that are slightly, one's higher and lower than the other. His face is crooked. Normally hill giants are weird and ugly looking. This one's even more ugly looking. He crashes down in the middle of your group. We've been looking for you. Wow! Uh, Ugo knows no you! And he pushes Avius down. <laughs> Ugo is strong! And he flexes the one arm that has muscles. The other arm is very, very flaccid. <laughs> we don't talk of the right arm! <laughs> Ugo, that was not necessary. We we came to to say hello. And you you came to die, and he pushes you again to the floor with his strong arm. Avius is like putting his hands up, looking around, like, "What's up, guys?" What's up? Uh, Valian's gonna run at him and strike him. Okay, uh, make a attack. Uh, like we could have talked our way out of that. Oh, well. <laughs> make an attack roll. Really. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he was... When, uh, he was when does Oman ever think that? He was just a little pushy with the wizard. Uh, yeah. uh, 22. Okay, you have hit. I thought Rill would be able to just... Like, Valiant him up. jumps yeah. off the stairs and comes crashing down with a mace. <laughs> For eight damage. For eight damage. I'm not saying I'm sad about the outcome here. I'm Second attack. Uh, hold that oh. first one. You did eight damage. With a big mace coming flying out, Ugo holds up his... His, his weak arm to defend himself and gets hit with this pointy metal, uh, not mace, oh. Morningstar, uh, and takes damage and then uh, immediately uh, runs out the door into the snow. Ow! Ah! I thought you were strong. Ugo mighty! <laughs> and he's leaving a trail of blood and he seems to be running in some gentle circles out in the snow holding his wounded arm. Uh, Avius walks out. All right. He's kind of circling back mm -hmm. towards the tower and then goes another circle. Ah! Ugo, Ugo, are you, you okay? Some information. Me? He uh, stops and looks at you, Avius, and looks past you into the tower very warily, at the, wondering uh, who else might come out of that tower. I'm, I'm not going to hurt you, obviously. He steps closer towards you. He's about 10 feet away. He's about... Seven feet away. Uh, uh, Ugo. Six by four feet away. Why are you here? Why are you here by yourself? Ugo is always by himself. Is this your home or? Mountain Ugo home. So are, do you spend all your time in this tall tower? No, I summer in the vineyard. <laughs> 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 I go to Martha's on the weekend. Ugo, Ugo eats, lives, sleeps, poops. Ugo. Ugo, why are you here? Because you're different. Oh my God! From everybody else. This you, is Mr. Rogers. This this week a special episode. <laughs> Elmon steps out of the tower and has a oddly concerned look about him. Caring, maybe I don't know. 
Uh, Ugo says, uh, no, Ugo, mightiest, mightiest hill giants. And he reaches out and pushes Avius down for a third time. Ah, Very much. Ugo. <laughs> I agree. Really not necessary, Ugo. Ugo, where is your family? He gets quiet and continues to hold his bleeding arm that has three Morningstar pinprick. It has the mace in it. <laughs> um... Ugo, how no family. How close is Elmon to Ugo? Uh, twelve feet. Uh, Ugo, uh, Elmon will slowly approach Ugo. At at a rate of one hundred and forty feet per second. Doing something uncharacteristic by not by trying to not look threatening. Okay. Yeah, uh, make a persuasion roll. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I look very threatening. Uh, seven. Seven. He steps back away from you. Elmon. I'll uh, stop. I'll stop. stop. Um, Avius reaches into his satchel, okay. his bag of bags, Okay. and pulls out a bag that has goose feathers in it. All right. And uh, palms them in his hand and... and Says, Ugo, may I give you a gift? Those are Ugo's! And he snatches the feathers and your hand for a little bit (laughs) and rips the feathers up, takes them, sniffs them. One goes into one nostril and then comes out the smaller nostril. (laughs) And then he starts to uh, eat them delicately, one at a time. Do you, delicious, yes? Yes! Uh, uh, Ugo, uh, we're... On a journey, would you like to join us? <laughs> Elmon is shaking his head violently, no. <laughs> Ugo joins party. <laughs> this is not an NPC we want. Um, we just want information, I think. I don't know. Where goes little man? Uh, well, we're looking for, um, we're looking for a dragon. Dragon, you know, wizard with wings. Yes, Ugo knows dragon. You do? Do you know the dragon's name? Carveras. Yes, yes, that's the one. Ugo work for Carveras. Oh, excellent. Well, then, then you can lead us the way. Ugo does payroll for Carveras. <laughs> so happens we're looking for employment. <laughs> QuickBooks for Ugo. <laughs> no dental for Ugo. <laughs> I points to his tooth. Well, I just happen to have uh, one molar. One molar. <laughs> Repeat what you said again. I can't remember what you said. Um, can I asked if he could take us? Oh, okay. Uh, why, Ugo, help little weak man? Uh, because I gave you some delicious goose feathers. You, you pay Ugo's lots. And he holds out his big hand in a gimme motion. Ah, uh, yes, well, um, those are all the feathers I have with me today, but... Ugo's no help! I... Can get you more. Elmon will cut up some, like, pull out some rations and be like, here. 
There, here's, here's, here's half payment now. He carefully <clears throat> takes some of it and eats it, and he says, Ugo needs lots of treasures. That's when Valian walks up. He backs away. <laughs> he backs away further. He is matching distance with you, so you cannot close the 40-foot span between you. You need to help us, Ugo. You need to help us, or you need to fight us. Valian. Uh, I'm going to give him a bonus there. He just struck you with a snowball. <laughs> Your armor has been hit. You take zero points of damage. I keep walking towards him. He's backing up. You need to lead us to your master. He runs in this awkward, terrible gait of fast, slow, fast, slow, fast, slow, fast, slow, fast, slow. And he's running. Uh, Valiant, there might be subtler methods. I suppose I'm not sure what the church always does. Well. What's that? Uh, start running as well. Okay. No. I ch- uh, I cast uh, um, the Channel Divinity uh, Abjure Enemy. What does that do? It's a uh, um, I have a holy symbol, which is uh, uh, some rosary beads tied around one wrist. Okay. And uh, I kind of clutch them, and uh, I utter a, a short prayer. Um, and uh, I choose one creature within sixty feet. Uh, and they need to make a wisdom saving throw. Oh god. oh god. Unless it's immune to being frightened. No. It's frightened now. Uh, five. Nope. Uh, so the creature is frightened for one minute. Well, you already had that. Yeah. Uh, and the creature speed <laughs> is zero. Oh! He stops running and cowers. No, where's Hugo? No! And he gets lower and lower and starts trying to burrow into the three inches of snow. Ugo, we don't want to hurt you unless we have to. Splashes you with a bit of snow. No! (laughs) You were threatening my friend back there. That is why I struck you. Will you take us to your master? Uh, I don't know what you need to roll. Are you rolling? It's your choice. That's what I was kind of thinking. Roll intimidation. Uh, nope, doesn't count. I'm so sorry. You have advantage with this roll. Oh, I hope it works out for you. Uh, natural yeah. 20? <laughs> yep. <laughs> so 27 total. Oh, wow. Yeah, Ugo's, Ugo helps. Ugo, no, no hurting. I won't hurt you again, Ugo, if you help us. He stands up and starts gently uh, pawing at your shield arm. Ugo, Ugo helps. No hurry. Yeah. Lead us to your master. I, I'm still heavy. I still the spell. I can't. <laughs> I can't. I can't. One minute frightened. <laughs> Nine more turns. Nine more turns. <laughs> oh, wait. <laughs> He's, uh, oh, um, uh, Car- Carver has, will eat, eat you. We'll see about that. Cover it. Huge dragon will gobble, kind, kind lady. We'll see about that. No, no, it it probably will. Valiant's a lady? (laughs) (laughs) You're now turned off. (laughs) Your hopes are dashed. Not necessarily. All right. (laughs) 
Yes, Melian's female. <laughs> um, he starts uh, walking um, further down the road a bit. I uh, gesture for Elmon to take the lead. And I will walk with um, Ugo, Ogo, Ugo, Bugo, <laughs> um, and try and chat him up a little bit. He, um, he needs to chat. He needs to have a talk with you right now, actually. Yeah. As soon as you start getting going, Ugo so slow, belly so empty. <laughs> Elmon will give him some more food. All right. He eats that and looks for more. Uh, Elmon will slowly dole out food to him while he's talking to him to kind of Basically, for every couple questions that All he's right. willing to answer, he's going to get a little treat. It's positive reinforcement. <laughs> um, you're a dog trainer? You're a dog trainer. Dog trainer. Um, <laughs> yeah, we're, 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 we're engaged little, in a little bit of conditioning here. Have a little Ugo whistle. A little operating A little clicker. Uh, <laughs> a boy, Ugo. You're such a good boy. Um, the Ugo whisperer. <laughs> What questions do you ask? How far is it to Kargaroth's lair? One night, one day. What other creatures does he employ? Hand him food. <laughs> little dragons. How little compared to you? Bigger than you? Ugo mighty! He flexes his one arm. Uh, and Do I- you even lift, bro? <laughs> Elmon was getting ready to hand him some food, but he pulls it oh. away. Oh. Oh. <laughs> so then how big? A giant bigger- fist just comes down. <laughs> Make an animal handling roll with advantage, please. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm oh going to, I'm, I'm, I'm going to use my, can I use my Glenorin inspiration die? No, you can use your Glenorin inspiration Glenorin. die. That's what I said. She is upset at you from so far away. Uh, so animal handling 11. 11. <laughs> she just dried up. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's wrong. Uh, small, smaller than, than you. Smaller than you, good, good, good elf. Any, oh, give him the treat. He takes it. <clears throat> um, four oh. days from now, I'm going to be handing you food. Uh. Who's a good elf? <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't spend your rations. <laughs> I'll just eat the duck. Um, <laughs> the duck is at home. <laughs> He's busy laying eggs. Um, <clears throat> any other? Creatures besides little dragons and you? That's bad enough. Yes. Oh, n- oh new, new friends f- for for Carverath. Who go no like? Are they? Are they living? Are they undead? Do you do you understand that? He, you can tell he doesn't understand that. Um, what do they look like? They look fire and 
Black wind. Race. Give him a treat. All right. <clears throat> um, how big is the lair? How how many passages does it have? Carveras lair is big cavern. And how many passages to it? Is it Ugo? No, three ways in. Oh, good. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> what uh? We do need to find the gate. We are. We want to help Kargarath with something. There's a thing that he has that is broken, but he doesn't know it. Give him a treat. <clears throat> and we're trying to, and we need to let him know that 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 we need to fix it for him. It is it is uh, magic. And what color are the Lacian gates? Uh, the Lacian gates that you saw was this stone, gray stone, kind of wide, fat, sarcophagus type shape, but completely rectangular square. That's what um, real touched, but it was covered by a sphere of darkness, so it could not easily be detected. Right, but the sphere of darkness was lifted at some point. Yeah. And then the gate itself was just the sarcophagus type thing? That's never actually the saw. physical form. Okay. It may be big and stone, and there may be some darkness around it. Maybe no, no darkness for Ugo. No, <laughs> no treat for that. Um, <laughs> it is there something that Kargarath particularly watches or stays close to? Something that that he maybe draws power from. Um, he looks. He looks confused. Seems important to him. Treasure. Stone. <clears throat> structure. Dragon likes treasure. No treat. <laughs> <laughs> you guys continue hiking for a while. Any other questions? Yeah. He's seen, I imagine. Right. It's got to be a way to enter undetected, but it won't be easy with an Ugo wandering around. Uh, we'll deal with Ugo in due time. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. um, Ugo, is there is there a way in that that is not used much that maybe maybe there's a huge cracking noise and a tearing noise not far away and you can hear a voice the spirit of Denar had a key Uh, Avius over here and Mr. Hazelton has appeared on the mountainside you see a portal close behind him Well, hello. Yes. Um, he had a key to the Bane Warrens that he always kept close at hand. Uh, it's a uh, 
stories say that he he gave this keys, what my research reads, to some evil, evil things called Vladam. It's it's important. It's important uh, to find this key. All your efforts must be to find this key. W- where are we? It's cold. Uh, Mr. Hazelton, this is what I was trying to ask you the other day. What? I was asking you about uh, the, the vested, the the Vladam, the key, and you you said you uh, that I I shan't know that information. Yes. Well, now you're telling me. Right. So, what's the progress? Well, none, because you just told me information I already know. But we must find the key. What? My my fellow guild members are detecting rising magic coming from the center of where we believe the Bane Warrens to be. Uh, Avius, it, it, it's the inverted pyramid, not the right side up. <laughs> <laughs> if the cult gains access to the entropy sphere, it will be the end of the city. N- nay, the whole world. Yes, I am aware. What is that? And he looks at Ugo and points. That's Ugo. Mr. Hazelton, it's not polite to point. Ugo strong! And he walks over to the other nope, weak human. No, nope. Elmano. Okay. He pulls him back. Grabs him by the flaccid arm. Come here, come here, come he here, He stays boy. with you. And, uh, he so wants to push the other old man down. Mr. Hazelton, yes, I don't know where the key is, but right now we have some important business to attend to, and... Uh, straight away, we will uh, refocus to the key. If you can help us with some more information on perhaps uh, who has it and where we might find them. I will keep looking and uh, report back as soon as I do. It is terribly important. I'm cold and hungry. Oh, uh, my spell has a one week recharge. I pull out some candied raisins from my pocket. Ooh. Candied raisins. Oh, yes. And yes. the two of them have a nice little snack on the side of a volcano <laughs> with snow in the middle of nowhere. Oh, giant. Special. Special giant. Mr. Stumprunner, who is, who is this crazy old man? Which one? <laughs> His name is Avius. Not that one. He is a uh, special... Helper. <laughs> Emphasis on special. Special helper. Don't you remember me? I I remember you. You were the lady we found in some sort of stasis field down in the Bane Warrens. That was. was not my best moment. Oh. Well, I'm Mr. Hazelton. I'm part of a mysterious guild you need to know nothing about. Mysterious. <laughs> Wait a second. Have a pamphlet. <laughs> Very well. All right, well, I'm quite cold. I will go now. Very well. Please do hurry back with some information we can use. I was going to say the same thing to you. Hurry back. Do you know anything about Carvarath? The dragon. Yeah. Yes. Tell He's me right about there. <laughs> 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 Is there any weakness that he has? Anything we that that, that would help us? Oh, um. Him? I mean, I mean, you know. Um, give give Olgoth or whatever. Uh, hold on. Ugo. He Ugo. waves his hand and a small little tear appears uh, around him, a magical portal. He reaches into a podium and then he goes, ah! and he throws a book off. Then he pokes his head in. 
Can someone bring me the red book? No. Yes. Well, I'm cold. All right. And then a book is placed on the little reading podium right there out beyond his portal, and he opens it up. Ah, uh, yes, Carverath. A dragon. Ah, uh, very old. Very old dragon. Um, a uh, enemy and ally of Morian. Enemy and ally. Uh, it says here the dragon was a mount ridden by Morian into battles, many battles. Many were slain by Morian and Carverath back in the day. It also mentions, though, he wanted nothing to do with Morian and he swore an oath when he was defeated by Morian to join him. Wait, uh don't you know anything about dragons? Once they give an oath, it's there forever. So he didn't like Morian, and then he, he was defeated by Morian, and then swore an oath. Forced to swear an oath. Yes. Ah. Uh, can can another oath override a current oath? Um, I don't have any board game rules about that kind of stuff. <laughs> I don't know. Let me look at the player hat monster manual page. Can someone give me the monster manual? <laughs> <laughs> you hear third edition? No, we're on fifth. We're on fifth. Yes. Catch up. <laughs> well, that's, that, that is helpful information, actually. But it also says that uh, Kerverath would uh, should never be seen again and disappeared before the final battle that defeated uh, the Dreadlord and Morian long ago. Oh, but we'll see him tomorrow. You are a strange man. Oh. Why? You speak in impossibilities. Oh, Hazelton, you old fool. Uh, we're on our way now to, to go uh, find Carverath. Uh, young Ugo here has been very kind to help us. What is that? No, he didn't say that. Um, I, I will go now, and when you're done with your silly little adventure, hurry back. Time is of the essence. Yes, uh, hurry back, because time is of the essence. Excellent. Excellent. And he creates a larger tear and steps through it. Raise it, raise it. And it closes around your hand. <laughs> I pull my hand back up. The raisins are gone. Just this fluid. <clears throat> you were saying something to Ugo. Um, I don't know. All of this happened. <laughs> Ugo confused. Yes, so are we. Um, Ro was just trying to warm his hands on the opening. That just right. <laughs> Smells like tallest. <laughs> Is it possible that key has anything to do with? Where, like, do we need that key now versus where we're going or what we're about to do? Uh, you know as much as I do. Yeah, but I'm not the one with the rockin' 18 intelligence here. <laughs> <laughs> That's only good for saving throws. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a senile wizard. Yeah, there's intelligence and there's intelligence. Book smarts and street smarts. <laughs> you guys uh, continue the hike, being led by Ugo. Does anybody else have questions for Ugo? 
Anything we think we might need to know before we get in there? Asked all the ones I thought about. Now. Um, yeah, Avius has you, I think. Okay. Here, you want to prime them first. He, like, okay. Elmon cuts up some trees. So just just give him a couple right off the bat. Don't even ask him anything. Are we, are we getting freebies? close to, like, camping for the night? Or? Yeah, probably. You can okay. start to see it's getting a little late in the day. Okay. Ugo is startled by your arrival and pushes you when he turns around and sees you. God damn it. It's the snow. Wah! <laughs> 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 Someone cracks a rare smile. <laughs> Ugo Angel. <laughs> it's a weird looking snow angel too. One Half big a wing, wing, one middle wing. <laughs> Why Ugo look different? <laughs> oh. <laughs> He's never seen a mirror He's before. Never seen a <laughs> does he really do that? No, no. Okay. But he does push you in the snow. Ugo, Ugo, I I just want to talk. He reaches down to help you oh, and make you. sure you're still in the snow and pushing you down again. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Very funny, Ugo. The treats. Give him the treats. Uh, uh, oh, look what I have. And I pull some treats out of my pocket. Oh, great. Make an animal handling roll normal. Oh, crap. <laughs> you have raisins, too. No. Mr. Oh, Hazleton took uh, all the raisins. That bastard. Um, where, what do I even add it's to a that? Skill it's called skill. animal handling. It's at the top. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Okay. Alphabetical. Well, that'd be six. No toy with Hugo. And he slaps the food out of your hand, and then walks over and picks it up and eats it. <laughs> Elmon just shakes his head disapprovingly. At Avius. He walks next to Elmon and stands next to you, and also shakes his head at Avius and, and, oh. Avius, he hands you the last bit of food he has. Oh, I take it. You learn. <laughs> <laughs> wow. My job here is done. <laughs> All right. I get out of the snow. Fireball, you Fireball, fireball, fireball. <laughs> Teleport no by myself, bitches. <laughs> I, um... I walk to the other side of Elmon. Okay. I say, ah, ah, I just re, I just ask you the questions and you relay them. That that, that seems wise. Very well. One large eye appears beyond the side of Elmon's face, <laughs> looking at you. Uh, Elmon, can you ask Ugo if um, there is a, a particular treasure that uh, that the, this dragon fancies? Ugo, here. And he gives him a treat. He gladly takes it. Um, I was wondering, is there a particular thing that, um, in his treasure trove that, that Kargaroth really likes or really covets, really, really watches, something that he fancies? Ugo takes, shiny? takes dragon treasure. And he reaches into his loincloth and pulls out three no, no, you, golden no, no, coins no. <laughs> that have a not-so-delicate aroma about. Those are very nice. You can put them back now. He drops them in like some <laughs> slot machine <laughs> clinkle sound. <laughs> Pull the handle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. I love how you're marking <laughs> And shame. Coins yes, still but, warm. Uh, but is there a particular one that he loves above all others? 
Ugo, is there a particular treasure that Kargoth really likes? Yeah, Dragon likes the likes the pretty wagon. Oh, pretty wagon. Tell me about this pretty wagon. And he gives him a treat. All right. It 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 has no horses horses eaten. Oh. It, it yeah. has four wheels. Okay. Shiny has uh clothing on it. Hmm. Okay. Gives him a treat. <clears throat> he continues to lead the way. I'm wondering if this is perhaps the uh gate. Perhaps. We should be resting soon. It's going to start getting dark. Ugo, we need to camp. We need to stop for the night. Ugo uh, nods, uh, pushes you aside gently, Elmon, and stands between you and the rest of the group. We camp now, says Elfman. And then Ugo uh, sits down and starts moving some snow out of the way. Is there a perhaps a place nearby that has a, a, a little more shelter from the snow? Yes, Can and he trundles off. <laughs> and begrudgingly takes you to a very shallow cave. It's like maybe 15 feet deep. It's more of as an overhang, uh, but it's some protection from yeah. the wind. And uh, you guys are able to set up some sort of camp. What kind of camp preparations are you guys doing? You don't camp very often. We snuggle. Yeah. No. Nope. There's no snuggle. Body heat. Nope. I got my armor. Ugo middle. <laughs> <laughs> Ugo Oreo. <laughs> um, it's lava. We don't need too much warmth. It's not like Minecraft where I could just bring in a bucket and warm everyone up. Right. Uh, Are there any stones or rocks? Yeah, you can find some loose stones and rocks. Um, I I find the biggest stone there. Size of your head. Okay. And using prestidigitation, I warm the stone. Okay. So that it puts off a little bit. Done. Yeah, I assume there's no actual like fuel for a fire. Not easily found. All right. Um, yeah, and if there's a lot of rocks, we'll build a little, kind of a little break. Um, just like, you know, build up a, a little windbreak or something, and then. Um, I might take a walk. I mean, yeah, we have all night. Um, I mean, we'll spend like an hour doing it or something, and then um, that's it. Okay. And then, um... Break out some cold rations. Uh, Valian, uh, pulls, uh, Elmon aside. Mr. Yabael. Oh, God, no. Call me Elmon. Um, I could hogtie him. Uh, but you seem friendly with the giant. But, uh, do you have any other ideas of how to keep track of him so he does not leave in the middle of the night. <laughs> and he grabs onto this hot stone and throws it across the sky and it goes far out and tumbles down. Um, we'll <laughs> keep Avius a watch. Uh-huh. Avius goes <laughs> What? What? I need, um, uh, I just need four hours and what? then I can stay up with him for the rest of the night. What the fuck, Ugo? <laughs> <laughs> My teleportation circle. <laughs> Make more st- stone hots. Just don't let him leave during your 
<sighs> but Ugo, you, you can't throw them. If I do. Ugo promise, and he grins hey, widely. Ugo, why don't you, um, it's time to take a nap. Why don't you go to sleep? Uh, make an animal handling roll straight, please. Ugo first today. <laughs> 16. He flops down with a big thud and lays down on the cold stone and closes his eyes and then opens one weak little eye and then closes again. Should be good for One really watch. strong eye. Uh, <laughs> we take the first. Yeah, Valian takes the first watch, sits down on the ground with her uh, morning star on her knees. Okay. Will, Real close to the giant, ready, will pat, ready to pounce. Pat Ugo and be like, Ugo, you need to stay with us tonight. Don't go anywhere. And he pretends snores immediately. Okay. <laughs> uh, Avius finds the next largest rock. And- <laughs> also knows the largest rock. <laughs> and you heat it up. Yeah. All right. Uh, you guys get some rest while Valian uh, keeps watch. And uh, Valian, you find about an hour and a half into your watch, uh, everyone's resting peacefully. There's no disturbances. You do hear some strange, monstrous, distant screech that echoes through the mountains. You can hear wind and you hear a screech. And then the ground rumbles, and it's quiet again. It's been about two hours, time to wake someone else up, and you notice that uh, Ugo is really snuggling up next to Avius. <laughs> I, I let them Payback. snuggle, and I uh, uh, gently prod uh, Rill. What? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Stumprunner. Can you uh, keep watch for a few hours? Oh, yes, of course. I'll be right here if there's anything you need. And really, you're up watching. Uh, Watching. Uh, Very lightly humming to myself in bardic shallow tones, though, not like massive effort. Yes. You, by an hour into your watch, you're keeping awake pretty well. You see that Ugo now has one arm around Avius. <laughs> and outside in the darkness, in the snow, two fire drakes creep close towards your cave, sensing something alive, some meal to consume. It's dark. It took them a while to find you, and they creep. They've landed in the snow and they creep and crunch slowly towards the cave, ready to pounce if the prey moves in any way. And Rill, you cast yet another glance out into the darkness and may make a perception roll, please. Perception roll. Non-natural 20. Ooh. And you can see 30 feet away, two uh, dragon, mini dragons, if you will. They're small, five feet tall. They have uh, wings that uh, that extend uh, over their shoulders a little bit higher to about six feet. 
They've got the tails. They're uh, uh, dark reddish in color you can barely make out. And there are two of them just slowly creeping, almost like lions closing in on their prey. Uh, how far away is Valian from me? Um, I'm right next to you. Yeah, within within your feet range. I uh, give the the helmet that she's wearing a, a shake to give <laughs> get her awake. I bolt upright. You bolt upright. I'm so fast. And <laughs> initiative is rolled as soon as she bolts upright. Uh, we will roll for a. F- Fire Drake, a Fire Drake, and a Rill. No one else will get to roll this round, I'm afraid. Start new, go! Hold it upright. <laughs> a Fire Drake comes racing in, and it screeches. It's that same noise you heard earlier this evening. Uh, comes screeching in and uh, bites at the closest person, which is Rill. I didn't even see that number. Oh, it got worse. Uh, bites at you, Rill, and misses. You're able, you, act, you fall back from your sitting position, and it bites in the air where you were at, and then it rakes its claws at the moving figure of Valiant, who just stood up or sat up. And Valiant, you've been hit with an 18. Nope. Um, were you wearing your armor while you slept? Oh, yeah. If so, you not now, but by the if you wear your armor, you will be have one level of exhaustion when you wake up. Just to rest for a long rest. Okay, then no, I took it off. Okay, uh, so that's an eighteen. That will hit. That's a hit. You've been clawed for eight points of slashing damage. Rill, you see as you roll off of the stone, this warm stone you've been sitting on, uh, as you roll up, you see the second fire drake come flying into your group and a huge gout of fire growing in its throat. It's about to disgorge into this uh, cave. However, you get to go right before it does. What would you like to do? Is it within reach? It's within 15 feet. Within 15 feet. Flying uh, at you. I, I close the distance to it. Okay. And reach out with a hand. <laughs> okay. That's a good drink. Yeah. <laughs> Probably not going to be as. I try, uh, trying to, trying to mimic. Ugo. <laughs> here's, here's a treat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I uh, reach out with my hand to try and touch it. If I will succeed, but here we go. A natural oh, twenty. Shit. All right. Well, what what are you doing? I don't understand what you're I'm doing. I'm casting bestow curse. Okay. To which I cause it to hiccup violently. Uh, bestow instead curse. of allowing it to build this uh, energy up, it is distracted and Ooh. cannot act. And bestow curse is that? That's not an attack roll, is it? It requires a touch action. Uh, you touch creature, so you didn't need to make that roll. Uh, the creature needs to make a wisdom saving throw. Oh, I thought I needed nope. to touch for it. No, it needs to make a wisdom saving throw. Okay. It has an 11 to its save. Uh, it will fail that. It is cursed, and you're giving it hiccups? Uh, hiccups, thus deferring its action constantly. It is trying to bellow, uh, to which I can talk. Sure. Wake up! <laughs> okay. 
Uh, the creature starts hiccuping and hiccuping. It's uh, like doing little mini burps of flame that spout out and spout out and spout out, but it does not disgorge it into the cave. Woo-hoo! However, it does finally, uh, it's kind of like some sort of gas choke type thing where you're trying to just get it to go and go and go and finally the fire catches and it is able to let loose with all of its fire but it's not as strong as it wants and everyone is blasted by a flame but due to the hiccuping motion you will all have advantage on the saving throw Hmm. uh, thanks to Rill. So everyone uh, you're Rill has alerted you. You kind of stumble to your feet and immediately need to make dexterity saving throws to dive out of the way of fire. And this is an area of attack spell. This is. Okay, so I get plus one to that for my All right. (laughs) (laughs) If he jokes and dies. (laughs) What the hell? (laughs) (laughs) He's still smothered by Ugo. He, He should at least get cover. (laughs) <laughs> so Ugo's Ugo. behind him. Ugo gets all the cover. The little spoon gets nothing. All right, what'd you guys roll? Non-natural 20. Okay. 18. Good. 11. 13. All of you pass. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, all of you pass and take half damage, and you take eight points of fire damage. <sighs> Flame rushes across, and everyone takes eight points of fire damage, and it is a new round, and... Elmon, you are up. No one has armor on, um, but everyone... Doing the trance, do I not... Can I not maintain my armor? No. Okay. I'll give you the same penalty. Um, What's resistance? Half damage? Yes. I use absorb... Uh, eight points? Yeah, I'll just take it. I'll just take it right now. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, well, Elmon snatches his bow up and will um, immediately send arrows out at... So there's the two drakes. There's the one that attacked... I mean, they're both kind of in close quarters, right? But, I mean, I'm not in melee range of either of them, I would assume. Okay. um, And neither of them are wounded yet. Correct. Oh, bummer. Um, Well, let's fix that. Okay. Uh, Elmon will um, knock an arrow and shoot just a normal arrow. Good luck. Shoot it out uh, with a 24 to hit. Is a hit. And Elmon will do (coughs) 9, 10, 11, 12 points of damage. Huge blow. The creature shrieks in pain and you've pinned its left wing to its chest. Okay. How much again? 12? 12. 12. Uh, and then Elmon's second shot will be with Sharpshooter. To the same one. To the same one. Okay. Yes. Sharpshooter giving bonus damage. 23 to hit. Is a hit. It's not a monstrosity, I assume. No, it's a dragon. 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12. Twenty-three points of damage. All right, shoot! First arrow pierces the wing to the chest. The creature shrieks. The second arrow pierces it through the throat and kills it. Yay! Uh, next up is Valiant. <coughs> How's Takes that feel? A... <laughs> a second in initiative. <laughs> I still only have plus one, so it's yeah. been a good roll. Um, takes an action to put my armor on. A uh, no. It's like ten no. actions. Oh, okay. Takes okay, hundred so, actions to put your armor on. Gotcha. Uh, okay, then I will rush at the other one. Uh, 
Morning Star. Morning Star in hand. You yeah. come racing up. You're going to smash it twice with this Morning Star. Mm-hmm. Roll away. Natural 20. Oh, your first big attack is a hit. All right, max damage. Uh, 14. 14. Huge crushing blow. You uh, dig your um, uh, Morning Star deep into its chest. Blood flies, and as soon as the blood touches the air, it ignites into a burst of flame. You need to make a dexterity saving throw to duck out of the way. Uh, two. Two. Three, th uh, saving throw six. Sure that All right. Matter. You take one point of fire damage only. You have a second attack coming? Oh, hells yeah. Valiant smashes once and smashes again. Uh, 20... 25. What's the D10 for? It's the damage. Uh, because I'm an idiot. It's a D8. Uh, he, uh, 14 points of damage. It's a hit, and your second uh, hit <coughs> smashes the same exact spot. More blood comes flying out. Make a dexterity saving throw. I do not like these. 11. Uh, and you dodge the fire of gout of the blood as it sprays out and ignites in the air, and as the flame disappears you see the creature hiss and then collapse and you have slain the last fire drake let's drag those things in here for some warmth and get some more rest <laughs> ugo goes to sleep <laughs> this happens every night yeah. it's just... <clears throat> i think avius is still trying to disgorge himself from 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 yeah. ugo's eh, not loving grasp not necessarily. <clears throat> Maybe it just wraps his hands around Ugo's arm and bunkers, bunkers in. Uh, Elman just said, "Bring the bodies in." Any other comments? Uh, I would. Uh, Ro would like to step outside and scan the countryside there for any others that might be prowling about. <clears throat> All right, you look outside. You can see nothing <laughs> at the extent of your vision. Okay. Nothing at all. I go back in and resume my watch then. Okay. No one appears to be dragging in any bodies. Are you dragging them in? Uh, yeah, I mean, we I should, mean, probably shouldn't just leave them out there. Yeah, I mean, I'm on to drag them to the, at least the the doorway to help with the with the break. Okay. Yeah. It's just a pile of yeah. I mean, it's dragons. getting bigger. <laughs> I mean, they're they're. I mean, you know, their blood turns to flame in open air, so I imagine they have some warmth. Let's not, let's not squander our resources. Uh, there is a little bit of warmth. They're about a little warmer than Avius's warm stones. Are they edible? And Avius's warm stones huh. are really warm. Elmon will, um, <laughs> Elmon's running a little low on rations, so he's also going to take some time to... He's going to butcher some dragon? Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, be, being careful about the blood. Um it just smells like a Brazilian steakhouse. Like, you know, <laughs> it just ignites. Uh, gotcha. as soon as you... Can I get a sack from from your bag of sacks? I'm asleep. I I get a sack from his bag of sacks. All right, then. All right you touch Avis' sack and get his, yep. get his sack out. Uh, and you're going to start to butcher this thing. You grab my sack for some meat? Yeah. Make a survival roll, please. Oof. Eleven. Eleven. Make three dexterity saving throws, please. 
That's going to be a non-natural 20, a non-natural 26, and a 12. All right. You... I would love to see a natural 26. Yeah. <laughs> you start cutting in and fire comes flazing. You start trying to cut in here and fire starts coming out and you realize after a while your efforts are fruitless and this is just far more danger than it's worth. You, okay. however, take no damage, uh, but it's just not working out as you anticipated. Right. Very well. All right. And plus it smells like the inside of a tauntaun. <laughs> but it's warm. <laughs> Keep you warm, kid. Do you need food <laughs> that badly? <laughs> No, it's just treats for for Ugo. Uh. <laughs> you rest, real. You finish off your rest, and then who comes on after you? After him, I'm up because I only need the four hours of meditation. All right, yeah. uh, you are up. You see, after two hours of your rest, Elmon, you see Ugo now has a leg over Avius. As long as he's not in, um. As long as there's no concern of Avius actually being smothered to death, okay, I'm just gonna let that ride. All right, let it play. Take some pictures. <laughs> <laughs> My hand is between two pillows. <laughs> Those aren't pillows. <laughs> and it is morning time. No further disturbances. Everyone gets back their spells unless you cast spells during that battle. Which I don't think anyone did. Oh, I did. You did. You do not get that spell You're back. And the oh. sun starts to rise. It is not a gorgeous sun. It is hidden by clouds. There's a light snow falling. Uh, there's another rumble of the mountain. How far, Ugo? <laughs> not far for Ugo. Okay, let's go. And he starts running off while everyone's still kind of gathering stuff. Wait! Ugo, come! He he returns, he returns. Good boy, give him a treat. All right. (laughs) Uh, Everyone packs up. Ugo, stay. And any change, you can also change any spell type things if you need to. And you guys head off. You uh, march with Ugo. Have we been following the path that was going up? Yes. This whole time, okay. Mostly. Um, he diverts uh, about two hours from this morning. He starts okay. to divert. And Ugo starts climbing up the mountain proper now. How how good elf wants go to cavern? Ugo knows many ways. Is there one that's not used? That is quiet? Uh, no, no, no drakes, no dragons, no black things come. Mm, that um, no, <laughs> no. The, Ugo knows low cavern way to to meet friend dragon. Ah, uh, uh, the best way to meet dragon. Ugo knows. Ugo knows. A uh, 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 walk bridge, M- middle, middle, middle uh, cavern, uh, dragon-like, like meeting, th- meeting Ugo there. Ugo knows a uh, 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 treasure cave, uh, 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 high above uh, cavern, uh, but small. Uh, Ugo get yelled at. Treasure cave. Don't worry, Ugo. You won't get yelled at by us. You're a good boy. 
if 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 Feet. he takes it <laughs> if if dragon uh, uh uh finds ugo or 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 use there uh dragon will will blast you with fire we will be very quiet very small treasure angel. hole very yeah. i love small treasure holes <laughs> You want him to go to the treasure, treasure hole? All right. Small treasure hole. He looks a little worried, but says, you follow yes. follow the treasure trail to the Ooh. treasure hole. And he climbs up and climbs up. He's not as good as leading you guys as Elmon is, but you follow him. And he makes everything difficult terrain. Unnecessarily. You can see off in the distance a flight of fire drakes several miles away flying away from about four of them. Okay, keep a keep a wary eye on them and keep on traveling. All right, the mountain shakes again and you can see off in the distance down and some distance to your right a dark cave opening that he is not taking you to. He's taking Yo, you what is it. what is that cave down there? That Curverass home. Is that the one, the, the low road? Low. Okay. And where is the middle? He points towards an area right where you guys are heading. Okay. Um, and there's another uh, cave t- uh, type area, but it has some stone doors, large stone doors, maybe 20 feet tall, one of which is halfway ajar. The, the, the small dragons... How do how do, do do they attack you? <coughs> no, Ugo's strong and he flexes. Do you say anything, or is there anything you do to stop them from attacking you? Ugo says, Ugo's strong. And he flexes. Okay. Good boy. And he continues climbing up. Everyone needs to make a. Actually, I'm going to have him make a survival roll. He did not do so well. Everyone needs to make an athletics roll, please. Twenty. I got a six. Ooh. Twelve. Twenty-four. Okay, great. Uh, I am the mountain. (laughs) Avius, you are getting tired. You have one level of exhaustion. Ooh. I've never had that. What's that? Uh, at level one, you have disadvantage on any ability checks, which is going to be skill checks for you. That's what that means. I don't think there's a place on the sheet for it. Yep, just get a little tired. Everyone else, you're able to keep up with the heavy climbing, Avius panting from below. And (laughs) you climb and climb until you are almost near the... uh, 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 flat ridge type area. You're now... Significantly above the large cave at the bottom, you are now above the entrance with the two stone doors, and you're now uh, crawling towards some boulders that are brown boulders covered in snow. The area around here feels warmer (coughs) than the rest, even though you're crunching in snow. And he walks between two boulders. Uh, At one point, we're going to let... Ugo get just a, like enough ahead of us that we can have a quiet conversation amongst ourselves sure. that we won't hear. Um, <clears throat> when 
he gets us to the cave entrance, we might just want to send him back to the tower. Uh, I, I want a nap. Yeah, so about Ugo, though. Uh, we right. Can send him back to the tower. Or we take care of him. Uh, we could do that. Bloodthirsty valiant. <laughs> um, I worship the. <laughs> Truth be told, he's been very helpful and not is just a pawn to this creature. Nothing more. Very well. But well, he he could be of assistance to us still. Or he could be a liability. He's With a great friend. risk comes great reward. No. <laughs> he, he seems not to be keen on going to this treasure hoard. Yeah. Um. I don't think we'd be much help in a fight either. No. <coughs> I think once we know where we need to orient to, we might just send him back on his way. I think he would actually be quite a help, uh, possibly even sacrificing his own life for Elmont's sake, should it come to that. Yes, he does seem somewhat loyal, but I wouldn't necessarily rely on that. That's a big damn treat. <laughs> <laughs> Good boy. <Wow. laughs> Side question, based on Ugo's description of the black fire things... Does Avius have an idea of if they are like celestial or fey or anything like that? And you have no additional information than what he told you. I would guess they are wraiths. Are they celestial or fey or, well, I don't know what a wraith Wraiths is. would be undead. undead. Undead, okay. And uh, I mean, that's that's a guess, <laughs> but my guess is You're that licking your lips undead. over that. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, that's all I, that's all I needed. Okay. okay. Over here, he says, motioning between two large boulders. Okay. Uh, and you guys catch up, and you see there is a narrow uh, little natural tunnel uh, that's been uh, carved out by erosion. So how far in this tunnel is it to the treasure? Not far. Ugo shows. Where is Kargarath normally? How far away is he from the treasure? Uh, cover us down. Okay. So, Ugo, it's very important that we be very quiet while we go through here. Because we don't, like you said, Cargraph will be upset. So we don't want to upset him. We want him to be happy like Ugo. Give him a treat. And so we need to be very quiet. So speak very softly. As we move on, if you need to talk to us and only, only speak if it's important. Uh, he says, okay. And what's your animal handling? My animal handling is <laughs> plus one. Okay. I have made that roll for you. <laughs> <laughs> and I will also cast pass without a trace. All right. On the gr- Just on Ugo. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Pass without a trace, which gives everyone a very stealthy bonus. Plus, plus 10, ten to any stealth rolls. I'm going to need it. Man, that's, <laughs> that spell to me is one of the most powerful. To yeah, me, it should be like, like a plus four would still be pretty good. Yeah, Plus one, but disadvantage. You are disadvantaged, <laughs> Stelter. <clears throat> well, no, plus, the, plus 11 with well, disadvantage with is much better. Yeah. On my shoulders. Uh, 
though, as we walk. <laughs> walking through. We're walking in El through Mon this tunnel. is right behind Ugo. All right, it's pretty point. much single file. Ugo's leading the way. And then probably I would think Valian would be after. Yeah. Is, do you have to wear all your armor? Can you take off your boots? No. <laughs> Just thought I'd ask. Um, once we get to like the the chamber itself, uh huh, is is this little passage we went through the only exit entrance, the only access? You, th- there's the three entrances toward into this mountain that I've described. And we but saw I mean, the second one this, at some point. This right? area we we're in. This treasure chamber. Right oh, now, you're just in a small little crevasse, yeah, walking, just now walking doors. into it. Okay. Oh. Okay. Wait, did I miss that? Did, were there stone doors described to us? Yeah. yeah. When did that Twice! Happen? Two of them, and one of them was ajar. It's a d- pair of double doors, one of them's ajar. But it's but it's a narrow passage. But there are two doors, but one's ajar. <laughs> so there's <laughs> three entrances. So is there one jar and one door? One's a jar. <laughs> so do you understand? There's three entrances. You guys have chosen the yeah. top one. Yeah. Okay. But we've seen both of the other two on yes. the way up. Okay. Okay. But one of them's actually a <laughs> jar. That's what pushes him in. Uh, Ugo walks uh, relatively quietly. Everyone can make a stealth roll, and you're adding plus 10. How does that work for me? Well, with my exhaustion. Ooh. Are you rolling it with disadvantage? Oh, Okay. And then you add 10. 14. 32. 19. 20. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, overall, the group is pretty darn quiet. We're taking a group roll is what we're going to do. So group <clears throat> average. So you guys are doing great. 32 is very helpful. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you guys uh, are uh, being uh, relatively quiet. Even uh, Ugo is trying to stay very quiet. He goes about 40 feet into this uh, narrow little um, crevasse-type area of a cave. And it's about 20 feet tall, but it's very rough. The ground is very uneven. And he, um, it curves at the last 10 feet a little sharply. And then it ends in a small opening. Is is yes. is Elmon able to get past Ugo? No. Like, not even if they, like, Ugo lays down or something? It would be very uncomfortable if the two of you tried to pass. <laughs> okay. All right. Ugo. <laughs> <laughs> and it opens into a small c- cave, maybe 30 feet in diameter. This cave has uh, two areas of the floor of, of interest. One is a couple inches of a pool of water that's just gathered from some dripping snow type stuff from above. You can see some water dripping down in. And then the other half of the floor is uh, just drops down and you can't see. It's just darkness. And about how big is that area of darkness? Uh, you can't quite see, uh, actually. Uh, okay. I'm really just describing what Elmon can see. You're the only one there. And Ugo... And even I have dark vision, I still... Well, you, no. right now, you're just stepping into this cave, and Ugo splashes into the water and then quietly whispers, Down there! And points down to this uh, hole. What's down there? You peek down, uh, make an investigation roll. Twelve. Well, you can see down below you about 25 feet is a 
uh, how do I describe this? It's like a, um, a, a, a section of stone that's been scooped out and you drop down about 25 feet and there's just a whole bunch of gold down there. Tons and tons and tons of gold are just 25 feet below you. Shiny. But you can also feel there's some hot, hot wind coming up from somewhere and you can't quite see how this section uh, accesses any other area beneath the mountain. You can also hear a screeching noise of a fire drake some distance away, inside the mountain. By the way, I've never had such visual attention from you guys before. You are all very closely watching me. <laughs> so, uh, you know, Elmon will kind of continue to creep in so everybody can get into this section. Everyone's in. Um... And it's just gold down there. There's nothing else. Uh, you take a close look. You can see there are some other random bits of uh, treasure and finery. The only other thing that stands out is a tipped over a 45 degree angle at a slant uh, noble's wagon. It's a coach, actually. Um, it's very well made, very ornate. It's got fine draperies and it's in pretty good shape, except it has some old uh, dragon claw markings cut into the top of it. And would it be an easy climb to get down there from where we are now? If you're Ugo, yes. Uh, anyone else uh, knew? He knows this way very, very, very well. Everyone else, uh, it would not be an easy climb, no. Um, and the chamber seems to terminate here. Your little cave section ends here. Okay. Let's um let's tie a rope off. I'll go down. Or one of us can go down if bring up a wagon. Somebody unfeel- well, just investigate and see what it is. I'm not climbing down, but I will be down there by the time you are. Okay. Let's worry about keep your secrets, that's fine. <laughs> is that a cantrip for you? Uh no, it's a spell called Misty Step. I didn't know if it was a spell or a cantrip. Um, I will myself where I will. (laughs) (laughs) What? (laughs) Or we might be leaving here shortly, and there might be no need for that. Perhaps stay up here and guard the entrance until until there's any need. I can do that as well. I mean, you can be there quickly, yes? Okay. Um... Okay, Ugo, stay up here with Valian. He stays away from Valian, no, but stays yeah, here. That's not a good idea. <laughs> His little bed buddy. Um, let's. Is okay. So, real, you and I go down, investigate, see what there is to see. Everybody. Else. Why are you involving me? <laughs> Fine, I will go down by myself. I'll hold your bow. <laughs> you will not. Glenarin will need something to remember you by. Yes. So who's going down? I sounds like me by myself. Why, All right. why? Why are you going down? What are we looking for? We need to see what's in the coach, and if there's any other way out from here that we're not seeing. Well, what about these? And kind of twirl around the bag and lift out the vase. Where are these going? Uh, in time. In time. Uh, uh, this. 
the way to a dragon. Throw these down in the bottom. <laughs> Add it to I the treasure. I don't think that's how that works. The way to a dragon's heart is, is through their treasures. So we need to see what uh, lies up here uh, to use. So we're, we're just investigating and seeing what this coach is, if maybe the, somehow it's the Lacian Gate or something else. And if there's any other passages out of here, we can follow that. If not, we go back and we have to go face the Drake. Enough talk. Let's I'm get to it. tie rope off. This is, or this is information I need. <laughs> actually, just hand the rope to Valiant. No, no. Tie it off. Yeah, let's tie it off because if she has come down now. <laughs> okay. I assume there's something to tie sure. it off. Sure. There's always an adventuring place to tie right. it off. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, and Elmon will rappel down and quietly. All right. Um, and with his main goal being to investigate the, um, to disturb the treasure as little as possible. I'm not going to take any at this time. Um, <laughs> we'll come back for that later. Mm. Um, and then to find out what, what's so special about this coach. Okay. Just bring me the lamp, boy. You hook the rope around, loop it around, salute everyone goodbye, and disappear down the edge. It goes down about 15 feet, and then you lose uh, the edge to push against as you're now hanging in open space. Okay. You can you've li- you've tied you've lined up the rope right, so um, it won't disturb much of anything. And as you're descending, you can see a little bit more of this treasure grotto, if you will. And it essentially is this scooped out section of giant stone, if you will. It's the best way I can visually describe it. But it's at a huge slanted area. And it is thousands and thousands, several thousand gold coins are perched very precariously with this coach and other random painting and that kind of stuff on there. Um, And you've descended down underneath this lip and what you've descended down is essentially the top of this massive cavern that this grotto is at. Okay. You can immediately sense that if you place any weight, even with your delicate elven features on this, dozens and dozens of coins will go sliding off because they're filled right to the edge and just spill off into there. You can also hear a couple shrieks again of fire drakes. And then you can also hear uh, again the, the mountain rumble and um, a blast of lava type sound, but you recognize it not as a natural environment. It is that of a tremendous dragon below. Okay. And you're just hanging there over the treasure. Um, <laughs> how far away am I from the coach itself? Um, you are 10 feet above and 10 feet horizontal. And if I land on the coach, do I feel like that'll disturb the... Yes. Okay. And so going underneath, so I'm hanging, there's nothing there. Looking kind of where 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 the gap is now from where, like, you know, sure. over where everybody's standing, there's no passage down or anything or there is so when you're looking down this gap you are essentially looking out a small hole at the top of a huge cavern 
Okay. And you have just a limited view and you can see a small bridge, maybe 80 feet down below that uh, Ugo mentioned was about halfway across the cavern. You can't see the cavern floor and you can see all this bridge and the far side because it's lit up by uh, some lava somewhere in there that you that's just out of view. You're seeing the light okay. reflection. And there's a giant drake down there somewhere, I feel. Somewhere. As Elmont's dangling over the side, Avius begins to reminisce with Rill and Valiant and Ugo. Um, ah, this brings back memories. Uh, uh, none of you were there at the time, but <laughs> I remember uh, a, a, a ways back, uh, uh, Elmon was, was a part of, of this uh, adventure, actually. Uh, we, we, uh, there was a stagecoach involved and, and uh, some... I believe some orcs and uh, I remember uh, 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 someone turned into a cat and while he's talking, parties getting slaughtered. <laughs> good times, good times. Oh, I think I rode the stagecoach down that hill that day. Much. This reminds me much of of that situation. Shh, be quiet, says Ugo, and he pushes you into the snow. Except there is no snow. Make a dexterity saving throw. Uh-oh. Oh, how? Oh, shit. <laughs> how? Oh, wait, at disadvantage? Uh, yes. Oh, God. No, 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 not not disadvantage. That's a whole, that's level three exhaustion. Okay. What'd you get? No, oh, wait, what, no, no. What's the first roll? It's uh, dexterity nine. Nine. And Avius trips over the lip of the water section of this little cave and starts to tumble backwards over the rope down towards Elmon. Can can Valiant grab him? Valiant, for the second time, may make a dexterity saving throw (sighs) to reach out and grab for him. An 11. And you reach out and come away with robe only as Avius (laughs) (laughs) goes Uh, falling. uh, As much as I hate to do it, can Elmon... Elmon can't do anything yet. Is is Avius going to fall on the stagecoach? Um, Hold on, let's see. Oh, With a 19, a sickly little flaccid arm of a runt hill giant <laughs> grabs onto your naked form, Avius, and Ugo has you grabbed by the ankle as you fall backwards. You hit the back of your head against the wall as you're oh. now upside down, and you enjoy only three points of blunt damage, bludgeoning damage. And he's holding on and he's wincing in pain because it's a weak arm and it's been wounded by a morning star. And <laughs> he's holding on. Elmon, you can see there's movement on the rope above, like they're pulling you. And for some reason, you see a naked Avius being held <laughs> like as some sort of kidnapped victim by Avius Ugo. waves at Elmon, but Quit not with his hands. <laughs> uh, Rill will try to help Ugo haul this thing up over the edge. All right, he will get advantage with that. He will ignore the one and will instead gain a uh, 11, is able uh, to- Is that a saving throw? No. Okay. And is able to slowly pull Avius up with his weak arm. And he gently places you into the water. You're now soaking wet and cold. It's icy cold. Uh, My robe, please, anyone, someone. 
uh, hand it to you with two fingers. <laughs> Thank you, Valian. Ugo, sorry. Thank you, Ugo. <laughs> uh, Elmond will climb back up. All right. At this point, Elmond just pissed off. Comes climbing back up, up and like gives like that like 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 what the hell is going on Elmond, up here? Elmond, you remember the stagecoach? You remember the orcs? And and there was somebody that turned into a cat. I do believe. And uh, do you do you remember? So he's been talking nonsense since you left. Welcome to the party, pal. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it's there's no way to get a look at that stagecoach to see what it is without disturbing the treasure trove, and there's a hole um, that leads down to the 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 main cavern that the, that the, presumably. Carverath is in, and if I so much as step on that stagecoach, it's going to send gold tumbling down, and he'll know somebody's in his treasure trove. So, um, I don't, I don't know what to say to that. So we leave these here. <laughs> that would be a good start, which means we have to try and find this. Lacian Gate somewhere else. Presumably, it's not in the stagecoach. I wouldn't suspect it is, but... But why does he... Actually, I have an idea. So, with the previous... When we had the... Um, the crystal vases that... So we're talking about Amariel's crystals right. that she uses to get power from the gates. Correct. Yes. Was there a visible connection between that and the Lacian Gate when they are close. No, she had them placed uh, like in four corners around the sarcophagus shape. Right, but there was nothing visible, con- like like no ethereal, you know, ethereal nope. connection or nope. anything, nothing it, we were able to see that would connect the crystal. No, all you guys saw were vases and she said don't touch them and you guys decided to look inside, right. so you would have just seen normal vases. Right. Okay. So no, like little black energy no. or anything. No, it just looked like normal vases. The crystals, because we did look at the crystals, right? That were inside of them. Yes. I believe so. Was there any indication from the crystals at that time that they were being charged or powered or I didn't any investigate that far? Or... Give me one of those crystals, if you don't mind. Okay. Reaches in the cookie jar of a vase and pulls out the crystal that's inside. And there are like four of these, I think. Do you want the vase or the crystal? Just the crystal. He hands you an inert looking crystal. So I'm going to go back down the rope. Okay. And he'll start swinging and try to get close (laughs) to the coach. Okay. Holding one of these crystals and see if he can sense or feel or detect any any change in that whatsoever. All right, you go down the rope and you start very carefully swinging back and forth. <laughs> this whole the, this whole time making sure that the rope cannot reach the treasure in any way. Um, you know that it doesn't have the length to do that. I will like tie myself off so that there's no way that I can fall through. You know, like I'd like be careful fall. with that phrase. No uh, way. Minimal, <laughs> uh, minimal chance that that happen. You swing back and forth. Make an acrobatics roll, please. Nineteen. And you are able to get fairly close as you swing uh, back and forth. There's a creak to the rope, 
Um, but you're able to swing back and forth. You get close, and you're just holding out this crystal about the size of maybe a bottle of water. Clutching it. Tightly? Dear, dear life. Okay. <laughs> and every time you get close to the coach, it changes in no way. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I'll come back up, hand the crystal back to uh, Rill. Okay. Like, okay, fine. I doesn't seem to be doing anything. If it it may that may not mean anything. I don't know much of dragons, but maybe they just like cloth. They like their treasures. Nothing maybe. of significance. Ugo confuse. Ugo Ugo here. You help Carverath. Why sneaky? Uh. Because it's a surprise party. Yeah. We want to surprise him. Surprise him with our help. He stands there. Good boy. <laughs> Get my treat. Uh, is that, is the wagon within, um, 60 feet? Oh, yeah. I want to, uh, cast, uh, Divine Sense. Uh, so the presence of strong evil registers on your sen- senses like a noxious odor and a powerful and powerful good rings like heavenly music in your ears. Um, as an action, I can open my awareness to detect such things. Um, I know the location of any celestial fiend or undead within 60 feet that is not behind total cover. Um, I know the type of celestial fiend or undead. And... Um, Within the same radius, I can also detect the presence of any place or object that has been consecrated or desecrated. Okay. All right. Um, and that's an ability. It's not even a spell, right? Yes. That's an ability. Right. How often can you use that? Four per long rest. Nice. Four per day. You. How, what does that <laughs> look like just visually? One. Uh, I clutch my uh, uh, rosary beads. Leaning over the edge of this. Leaning over the edge. Down. Uh, say a. Uh, uh, quick prayer, uh, tap my shield gently three times. Okay. And then, uh... That's how many charges are left. (laughs) (laughs) And then I open my arms wide, uh, still with my eyes closed, and... Elmon rolls his eyes a little bit. All right. Pomp and ceremony to that. Uh, as that finishes, you wait, and it's quiet. You only hear the dripping of the melting snow falling into the pool that your knees are in. And you sense absolutely none of that within that range. Okay. All right. Um, so what do y'all want to do next? The gate must be at the bottom then. Or in the middle. I would wager the, the more dangerous <laughs> the bottom. <laughs> um, but do we want to come in from the bottom or do we want to come in from the middle and maybe have an advantage of height and distance? Because if we come in through the bottom, if we the want an advantage right of height and distance, then we are at the spot. Yes, but I don't think the vantage point itself is advantageous. 
I really want to ride that stagecoach down on the old gold. <laughs> ride it to hell. I want to Scrooge McDuck the shit. <laughs> Handy wave out to the edge. Thing. And just give us enough time. Actually, send us back on the teleporter, and then you can come back and do that. Um, How far down to the bottom do we estimate it is? Um, Elmon, based if Ugo told you is correct, is probably 200 feet, 150 feet. Long way down. Sure is. It's not the way I, I would not. I don't think that that's viable from up here. I don't I don't I don't think we can accomplish anything from here without alerting the drake and putting ourselves in more. So we need to leave, go down to the bottom or the middle. Or the middle? You seem set on the middle. I'm just presenting <laughs> the alternatives. <laughs> Well, you've got some military concepts. Let's any... spend the night here. I'll prepare Featherfall, and we can just make our no. way down. Any tactical um, ideas, Valiant? I say we go to the middle, like you said, and um, see if it's viable to work our way up, or... Or at least, I mean, I feel like we can reconnoiter from there better than we could the bottom. I feel like there's a better chance we can get a good scope of, of what we're dealing with, at least, without necessarily alerting anything. We don't have a lot of time. This is a dragon sitting down there who could at any moment hear us. Well, let's continue to be quiet, then. Real <laughs> <laughs> does not seem happy. Ugo, we have seen what we need to see up here. The surprise will not work from here, unfortunately. Um, so we need to go to the middle. Can you take us there? Uh, I know. I'm sorry. Here. Give he, him a treat. He uh, starts making his way back through the little Ugo thin cave. That wagon, he flinches and moves away from you. That wagon down there. Have you ever been inside it or been close to it? No. Very well. But Kargarath really likes that wagon? Yes. You know why? No. You know what it is about that wagon? No. Has it always been there? Uh, uh, Carver, I say, uh, Ugo, no touch wagon, no steel coins. He jingles his crotch a little bit uh. with a smile. Uh, <laughs> how does he? Never mind. <laughs> and, and no touch black. What black? Uh, the new black. Oranges, the new black. Uh, Where uh, is the new black? Uh, by, uh, Carverat. Oh. Tell you, it's at the bottom. <laughs> Does sound as if that's where we should be. Okay. Um. I would wager all the coin that I have on it. I, and some of those. <laughs> I agree that that's probably where we need to be. Do we then forego the middle or... Valian, what is your thought? Let's go all the way down. Leans in, uh, real leans in a little bit to Elmon. Ugo. Who's Kargarath? They could talk. He could distract. He could then find a way to put the vases down. But we also need to 
seal the gate. Well. It's one, not just one, putting the vases down. One part has to happen. He would need to be distracted. There's no way we so, could... Just a thought. Surprise! Kargarath. <laughs> just a thought. Kargarath speaks to Ugo. Kargarath gets done with Ugo, turns around, sees four brand new crystal vases around his very precious Lacian gate, which is now sealed. Unless he's distracted further. Right. Which would require more than Ugo. Right. Which us putting... Raises, real raises a hand. <laughs> I could distract just as easily. Yeah. He, the dragon will need to be dealt with in some fashion. Like it will not, like it can't be functional at the end of this. If we want, if, if, if it stays near the gate. You we, want to destroy a dragon? But yes. I should do. not have eaten those raisins. <laughs> <laughs> My tummy doesn't feel good. I feel like there's little other choice. Uh, metagame comment. We're level nine. <laughs> That's about Sorry. the level you have to f- you fight Drake. It's, that's that's about appropriate. We need to work on the word structure. There's Drake and there's dragon. It's <laughs> like a thousand year difference between the two. Aren't dragons worse? Way, and that's what it, that is the word that's being tossed around is right. dragon. No, Drake is a Drake. He's a Drake. It's, it's just a little Drake. Tiny little. I back small. away from the party. <laughs> 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 In character and out and of character. to destroy Drake. What if we make a distraction up here? One of us makes a distraction up here. I, I, while the rest are down below. I would be willing to do so. <laughs> um, And then, but again, to what end? Because what my concern is and what I believe is if we just close the Lacian gate, place the um, vases around it and then Kargarath is, you know, not no longer distracted at some point. He comes back. He's going to probably look at that thing at some point in time and realize somebody's messed with it. It took a lot of magic to close the last one. Yeah. It's time and energy spent <coughs> but yeah. closed is closed whether the vases are there or not. Fair. Um, Having I mean, it closed is more important than the vases. True. True. That's fair. If we can close it. So, significant distraction. How do we close the last gate? Spell all the magic that protects it. Okay. And then go in and fight a chained beast. <laughs> <laughs> right. And grab a key and a mystical key and some other things. and Real. <laughs> Real looks really messed up <laughs> right now. Key. Do, uh. do, <laughs> do you still have... Uh, mm-hmm. No, it was mystical. It, it it evaporated once we grabbed it. Yes, that was on a, a retcon after that. It was, uh, it was summarily destroyed. Mm. Yeah, it was like a metaphorical type concept. Is that maybe the key that... Um, what's his face? The... Uh, Thoriel or Thorm or... Mr. Hawthorne. Hawthorne? Mr. Hazelton. Mr. Hazelton. Oh. <laughs> We're doomed. <laughs> uh, I, uh, Is that maybe the key? Perhaps there's another. The key to the key may be in the gate. 
don't we know. all look happy, bunch of grins, and no plan at all. Reaction <laughs> today be different. Oh, I love it. Oh, stakes are high. Uh huh. <laughs> A little bit. If the four of you want to go down and uh, to the bottom, I'll stay up here and provide a distraction. I think that's a horrible idea. It's all horrible. Oh, we must do something. We can't talk about this all day. I agree. Real gets close to the edge. <laughs> okay. You can see lots of shiny coins down there. How far down is it? Uh, 25, 30 feet. That's, that's, that's a lot of, and the rope is still there, so that's something. Come on, takes the rope. Okay. <laughs> well, that's going to add pain to it. Um, let's go. And I don't. <laughs> I'm staring at you, Elmon. What are you doing? What do you guys want to do? We go down to the bottom. Uh, there needs to be a distraction. Okay. Well. What if we have the giant create the distraction? Military might. This is what I tell you. Yeah. I don't know how reliable that'll be, but perhaps. I don't. Ugo, can you talk to Carverath? Uh, Ugo uh, talks to Carverath. Yes. Do you talk in the cave, or do you, can you talk outside? The cave. Ugo goes in cave. Can Kargrath come out with you to talk with you? No. Can he not fit? Carverath uh, stays in cave. Carverath never leaves? No. Does Carverath sleep? Sometimes. When does Carverath sleep? Ugo shrugs. We need to surprise Carverath. Can you look for us and see if he is sleeping? Ugo says hello, and he walks through the little cave to head back out to the mountainside. I follow along. And he is outside in the snow, and he is playfully bounding down step by step by step in the snow. It slides underneath him. He seems a little happy, gaily flailing his little limp little arm in the air. Uh, I think this is a terrible idea. What are the chances Carverath <laughs> will talk to us? Uh, Pretty low, I think. But, I, don't know. I mean, maybe under the right circumstances. Dragons can be diplomatic, or drakes can be diplomatic. That's true. I mean, but we need to have a compelling reason why he shouldn't eat us right off the bat. So, anybody have a compelling reason? My morning star. That's probably not cool. Well, we could convince, if we can convince him that we can free him from his oath. We are, uh, what's the saying? Uh, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. That is true. We are enemies of Moriel. That is true. As is he. That is true. If we can work that to our advantage. Okay, tell me how. I want to ride in the wagon. <laughs> You're done. <laughs> Taking away your privileges. Next. 
Valian, Rill. You guys are all outside the mountain Ugo. now. In Anybody the snow. got an idea here? Ugo's, Ugo's heading down to Ugo, the. Ugo, come back. Ugo, he, stop. He can't hear you. He... Elmon will beat <laughs> him me. down the path. Let me speak with the dragon once we arrive. So Elmon needs to stop Ugo. Okay, you uh, are able to catch up with him. He is in difficult terrain and you are not. Ugo, stop. He was approaching the uh, stone doors that lead towards the midway uh, bridge area. Okay. Stop, sit, wait. Good boy, here's your treat. I'm going to wait for everybody else to catch up. All right. Everyone slowly trudges through the snow and arrives. Very cold for you, uh, Avius. So it is. I have my robe back on. I know. You want to talk to the Drake. Okay. How do we accomplish that? We go in and talk to the Drake. Introduce us. I'll talk to him. Ugo introduces us. You guys have been an interesting group to travel with. I would like to say, you know all the bad ideas, <laughs> so let's sort out which ones you believe are good. I, I, I'm pretty sure none of them are. Then that's why we're down here. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. I mean, if I that, if walk up next to Ugo on his bad arms, okay, not, on his impotent <laughs> arm side. God help you if you use the strong hand. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, Ugo, shall we? And he looks to you, Elmon. I guess what we would like to be introduced as... He looks confused already. ...friends <laughs> to Kargarath. Will you introduce us to Kargarath as he, friends? Uh, Kargarath friends. Yes. Great. And this is going to go swimmingly. <laughs> and he goes inside and looks back at the rest of you. Are you coming? Yep. I'm beside him. Okay. He walks into between the double stone doors. Is one a jar? One is a jar. Big mason jar? No. 32 ounce. It is dark in there. Your eyes quickly get accustomed to it. Those of you who uh, have regular vision can see as there is a... Mm. Um, a uh, light up ahead, and you are in a, a wide cutout tunnel that's about 30 feet tall, uh, square, th- uh, 30 feet tall, 20 feet wide, and cut straight. Um, the doors are tall, designed not for men to walk around in. Before we get there, I'm going to say, Ugo, you're going to walk in first, and I want you to say, I would like you to meet. He's looking confused again. People who can free you from your oath. Uh, Elmon, I've got this. Ugo. Uh, Really, Avis? You got this. Yes. Ugo's still looking at you confused. Okay. Okay, he's okay, never mind. We'll we'll he keeps we'll, walking. We'll go together. Uh, and Avius, you're walking right alongside him. Correct. This cut corridor uh, dis- I, disappears. I cast Earth Armor on myself as we're walking. Earth Armor. Okay. I'm definitely falling back a little bit. All right. How far back is a little bit? About 500 feet. No. <laughs> <laughs> I have plus um, 19 right now. 20 feet, maybe 15 feet. Okay. Um, 
So we have Ugo and Avius leading the way. 20 feet back is Elmon. I'm in between. In between what? In between uh, Elmon oh, okay. and Avius. And really bringing up the rear. Really bringing up the rear. All right. Uh, this uh, cut corridor gives way about 70, 80 feet in and immediately opens up into a wide, huge cavern. This cavern is very wide. It's very tall, about 200 feet tall. And it is lit up from below by flowing lava that flows around black rocks. And there's uh, some black floor sections. It's all natural down there, a natural cave type stuff with bright flowing lava. Or is it magma at this point? I think it's magma, isn't it? No, no, no. Magma's in the earth. Lava is... Right, but you guys are in the mountain. Oh, okay. So it's magma. Magma. But is it, now that it's hit oxygen, is it now lava? I think it's if it's inside the earth. So it's magma. Uh, And (laughs) the important details. The nervous important details. Don't want to lose the geologist crowd. Uh, And what you guys are now walking on is a, a wide bridge of stone uh, that's uh, cut almost in a dwarvenish style although Olgrim would tell you that's not the case but it has very rigid cuts to it it's very flat there's no railing or anything to it and it goes for a couple hundred feet uh, ahead and it doesn't even go straight there's strange angular bends to it you can see amongst the light from the lava below as you walk through here, there are tons of giant stalactites and stalagmites, some touching, some not, uh, that dot this cavern. Um, and again, it's it's a massive cavern, and you are walking through and walking through. Who was in the front? Front two, I'll say. Avius and Valiant oh, no. make uh, perception uh, investigation rolls. I'm sorry. Avius and Valiant investigation rolls. 13. Okay. Uh, 11. All right. Never mind. Not a big deal. You guys continue on. <laughs> Sucking at the rolls tonight. You are making your way across this span. You are about 50 or 60 feet above the floor of the cavern, by the way. And it is warm, cozy compared to where you've been before, but definitely intimidating. It has a sulfuric smell that permeates the air. You hear several shrieks of fire drakes ahead some distance away. You'd gather on the far side of the cavern. You cannot see anything, Um, but you can hear them, their shrieks echoing uh, throughout the cavern. And you can also hear a big glop of lava somewhere. You continue across the bridge. And then you hear huge beating sounds of air being pushed by heavy wings. And just a whoosh, and a whoosh. And can make out some sort of movement in the distance, flying through the cavern, but hidden by these uh, stalactites. So gonna die. And then you hear uh, the following: a big, uh, intense voice 
fills the entirety of the cavern, and you hear, I smell man, halfling, and elf. You were expected. You are not adventurers or trophy hunters. More whooshing sounds. Elmon, you can see within bow range, max bow range, some sort of dragony, drake, serpent type form, probably 60, 70, 80 feet long that is swooping between stalactite and then you lose sight of it and then you can just barely see it. It's kind of coming this direction, but kind of not at the same time. The bow stays away. All right. Avis, you doing anything? Continuing to walk? Um, yeah. All right. I have waited here for many years, and now much change. More wing sounds. In Draconic Avius. You speak Draconic? Yes. Sweet. In Draconic Avius um, says... Uh, in, in a loud, commanding, small, timid, No, no, no. Playful. A loud, uh, 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 authoritative, okay. authoritative voice. Um, Carveras, I come to you as an enemy of Morian. Face me and let us talk. The voice of Carveras speaks again. You are an enemy of whom I serve. The army leaves the city. The heroes are drawn to the gate, while the fools cast their spells inside the spire. He has warned me of your coming. You hear the beating getting closer and closer in the air. Okay. Elmon, you guess this creature is within 200, 300 feet, then spiraling away and then getting a little closer. You can see a couple fire drakes uh, straight ahead, some distance away, though, uh, coming uh, straight at you guys, probably uh, 800, 900 feet away. There's about four or five of them coming, flying. Okay. Stop them from doing anything. What's that? Uh, tell what's his face. I, what's 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 the damn thing's name again? Ugo. 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 Turn those drakes away. You you said you can stop them. If they look like they're gonna attack us, turn them away. And he says, "Ugo here. Ugo, bring friends." And the voice says, "You." have betrayed me, Ugo. And you will join them in their death. And a large dragon comes swooping out between the stalactites flying at you, and a big blast of fire comes out of it. Also see strange cloaked figures 
climbing up the sides of the bridge, although they themselves are made of fire. They have black cloaks that hang off of them. And we will stop there for tonight. 